Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. This segment, hawkfanatic.com, brought to you by Patrick Eads and his staff at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars. Supel Siding and Remodeling, GT Car and his crew. Also, Supel's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROSE. Big Dog Satellite, Internet, and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog, a premier dish-authorized retailer, at 338-6600. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyokin and the Amanas. Dirk Sterner Taxidermy. Players, Sports Bar and Grill. And Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. Here's Tom Suter and Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com. Yeah? You think it's just that simple? It is. You say our names and then you retreat into social media bliss. (laughs) Sexting. Oh, God. I'm waiting here. Yeah, um, Adam was, we had scheduled to have him come on, because remember, he was going to come on Friday. I told him you guys had your auction, and he's like, okay, Monday will work. And I'm like, yeah, let's do Monday. And But I had that was Friday. That was Thursday night when I was talking to him, and I didn't talk to him over the weekend. So He'll he'll call him. But, yeah, if he hears Adam, I I just sent him an email saying, you know, we're here for the long duration, whether he calls in or not. (laughs) That's correct. He could just be a nice uh, distraction, a nice way for – Maybe me to sit and listen for a while. He will make the program better. Yes, if he calls in. Yes. So. Yeah. Now we had a we had a good week last week for page views on Hawk Fanatic. We had, almost, we had almost sixteen thousand new users, if you know what that means. Yeah, I do. And that's yeah. kind of one of the things I'm finding out that advertisers look at. Yeah. Is new users because like if you're subscri- if you if you're a subscription site, it's the same people coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over yeah. and over. Sure. And I didn't realize, but a lot of advertisers want to reach more than just the. So that's a. That's one of the benefits of having free content is you get a lot of new users. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we had a good week last week. And, good. Um, well, there was a lot going on. Unfortunately, most of it was bad. I mean, you <laughs> did have the, you did have the um, commitment from Wampum and signing days on Wednesday. Um, early signing day is, I believe, yeah, it's this yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. And then they'll have another one on the first Wednesday in February. Signing day is not, it's just not what it used to be, is it? No, it is Because there's so much written about the guys to where signing days basically okay here's this class that we've been writing about nonstop for the last year and a half and here's yeah here they are yeah and just really, like you knew they would be there's really nothing more to add because there's no. so much written about that Aaron Graves the first kid to commit looks like a great prospect I haven't been that years yeah as a freshman do you realize how many stories have been written about that kid I mean I mean hell I mean Tyler did three or four 
There's probably been 50 stories written about that oh, kid. I'm sure. That's just the way it is, though. I mean, it's just that's just the way the business works now. And, uh, enough is not enough. I mean, there's you need more. Can you? Um, is there ever enough recruiting coverage, Captain? No. I don't. I think you're right. It's never enough. Never. Never enough. I just. I just it's always enough. Were you wondering? Were you needing more this morning? <laughs> I yes, I was. And it's I get a kick. It's never enough uh, to talk to the uh, news director or the the uh, program director about uh, the news stories. It, you, I would go right to the source, the general manager. So what's going on? All right, now we got this is one of those little esoteric things that I'm not. What's going on here? What? Oh, I just had a. Ten-minute conversation with a distraught woman who <laughs> thinks we just who, who thought that our news was we take information from anybody who calls in and put it on social media. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you just run the police reports? Well, I mean, that's basically yes. Yeah. 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 You just basically they give you the police reports. Yes. Yes. And you yeah. just basically type them up and say Here's that's what correct. Yes. yes. So their beef is with the police, or we get. You don't know, notices yes. from the city. Or well, yeah, I mean, it's not things, like. Yeah, we're, we're not. This is not But see what minutes. this comes down to. People don't want you <laughs> running the police reports. Some of them don't. Some people find great enjoyment. Others don't want it because it conflicts, I guess, with their interests. Well, well it's their family. <laughs> well, I mean, but it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have to, to listen. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I encourage them not to. <laughs> well, they probably don't. <laughs> no, they do. Hello. Good morning, guys. Morning. Um, Pat, did you see where Don Doxey retired from the Quad City Times? Yes, I, yep, I actually sit next to Don at basketball games, so yep, I was very So you much, probably were hip on... I was, I was very much aware of it, yep. Yeah. And good luck to Don as I he goes, in, goes into retirement. Good luck to him. Oh, yes, yes, I read it, I've read his, him in the paper for many, many years down here in the Quad City, so, you know... And he used to be at the Gazette. He's, and be slow. he's going to be missed. Yeah, he started in newspapers my freshman year of college. And he's think, a great guy. Think about that, though. That shows how long he's been doing. 1984. I've yeah. never met him, but he's sure sure done it for a long time. Well, he did a lot of articles when we were doing those, uh, you know, unofficial games. Those guys I knew the, him when I was in the Quad Cities. Those guys at the Quad City Times work hard, too. They yeah. make them do a ton of different stuff. I mean, they've, they've been able to keep their veteran reporters partly because they do everything. I mean, they just worked their asses well, off. They and he stopped, probably got tired of doing that. They stopped the takeover. Lee Enterprise did. So. Well, yeah, but that yeah. staff's been so gutted already. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I mean, you got Batterson covering Iowa, small colleges over there, high school. Those guys do everything. Where, like, at the Register, you cover the Hawkeyes and that's it. Quad City Times has been able to keep their main key guys because they've just had them do more and more over the years, and they do a lot of work. But, yeah, good luck to Don. I mean, you want to. I mean, yep. hopefully he has a long, healthy retirement. Yep. So, well, good luck to you guys this week and stuff. Have a great week and go Hawks. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, if I was not aware of Don's retirement, then I would have been like my, I don't know where my head would have been. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he, he wrote one column saying goodbye. It didn't get a Don's not one of those guys that, you know, plays to the crowd on Twitter. You know, he's not one of those Twitter panders who just loves attention on Twitter. And, and so he didn't make that big of a deal out of it. He's old-fashioned. He uses Twitter like you have to. But, you know, you know what I mean by pandering on Twitter. Sure, some people, but he's a really decent guy. Yeah, but there's some people that just their first response to everything is, God, i got to get this on Twitter so I can get attention. There's a lot of that. And Don's not, Don is not that at all. And, yeah, he'll be missed. I'm getting, that means there's going to be one less guy older than me on the beat. <laughs> there's still a few, but not many. 
Wish you guys were on Steve the Steve can relate. You guys would bring the... I mean, let's see. We got Batterson, There's, Halas. I'm trying to think of who's still older than me on the beat. Kakert's younger than most. Um, and there's a lot of guys. A lot of us are in like our 50s and what have you. Kakert's probably in his 50s. Kakert's, I think, two years younger than me. And then Rob's four years younger than me. Um, Halas is a few years older. Batterson and Halas are right around the same age. Um, but, yeah, no, it's uh, there's not many... Left from when I first got here, my first year covering the beat full time was 92, 93. Buck Turnbull was in his last year as the register <laughs> beat writer. And he was, Buck was from a, uh, he was old school, old sure. school. I mean, I'm trying to imagine Buck Turnbull doing Twitter. You know, well, of all the disc jockeys that I worked with, let alone st the only one that's still doing it other than me is my former program director. KSTT and he just bought us. Well, yeah, but you seem surprised. You've been doing this as long as I've been alive, and I'm in my mid fifties. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, mine goes back thirty years. Yours is, I mean, but um, it, you bring that up, Pat. It's funny because you th think about the old school journalists, uh, Al Grady's, and uh, Al Grady on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, think about that. <laughs> they couldn't. It, 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 Gus Schrader. They, I think, they would hate a lot of what's going Maury on. Maury White. I just don't think they would like a lot of what. Is going. It's just a different whole. No, they wouldn't. It's just a whole different enterprise because now. it's not journalism. It's people can say whatever they want, and there's no repercussions. They don't even have to have their name on it. No, and yeah, and it's different now. I mean, like I said, the old days on the beat were newspaper guys and radio guys. That was basically it. TV guys. Mm -hmm. That was it. There was nothing because there was no other way to get on the beat because there was no other way. There was no other platforms. Man, um, the internet has opened up a lot of different platforms and what have you. But no, I, um, I'm just, the thought of Buck Turnbull on Twitter is just, it's comical. I mean, and, um, but yeah, Buck, man. Um, but Tate Cummins. And I see, I'm not familiar with it. Where, was he the Gazette? No, t Tate was with, uh, uh, he was with, with WMT. WMT. Yeah, see, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, he I've heard good, the name. He's a good friend of uh, Blaine Calkins. He was, he'd always come down to Muscatine and they'd go out to lunch. I mean, I'd never barely heard of, Gus Schrader when I moved up here. I yeah. just when you live in Central Iowa, you kind of read yours. Well, sure. And I, I didn't read the Gazette much when I was in Central Iowa. And like I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I did read the Des Moines Register, so I, I knew all of the. I think a lot writers. of people read the Sunday Peach. Oh yeah, I used to love the, the Sunday best. Peach, but that's so far gone. I mean, that was just the best. I'd go always get it Sunday and grab the peach out, and then my dad would. Um, Sometimes he would beat me to it and then hold it along because he knew it would drive me crazy. Well, the peach but, would be your morning entertainment. And it had everything. They did recruiting back then, and it's just amazing how different things are now. How old were you in 81? 81, 17. Okay. I was, that would have been my junior, senior high school going into my... Well, that's when I was working in Des Moines. So you would have been 32? Yeah. Yeah, I remember driving by this house and seeing this bratty uh, teenager outside his house and going... Beaverdale? Yeah, kick his ass one day. I would have. I I lived right in the heart of. I lived right in the heart of. Well, Beaverdale, we looked at a house in Beaverdale. Where all the Christmas. Remember the well, the, the Christmas. Beaver. Where all the brick houses. All the brick houses, and then yeah. my neighborhood was known for because the circle right where I lived off of every house except for our house because my dad was just a dick sometimes had just massive Christmas lights displays. My dad put a big huge wreath with a big light on because everyone ragged on him. My dad wasn't into Christmas lights. He claims it was just a pain in the ass. I don't think he wanted to pay the electric bill. So you had all these brick homes with just tons of Christmas lights. Then there are there was our place, gloom, doom, depression. You know, still Halloween. And he finally went out and bought that huge wreath, bitched about how expensive it was, put it on the door, and said, "There." You know, and it was a nice big wreath. And then he let my mom put a little thing around. We had this big 
we had a light. Um, as you walk out our door, you go down these steps. There's a sidewalk. And then there was a light as you went down the other steps. And he let her put a wreath around there, but he still never did get. It looked really cool. The problem was, though, there were times where you'd want to leave. During as Christmas came up, if the weather was good, there'd be bumper to bumper cars driving around the circle. You couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. There was literally seven o'clock on a Sunday during December. There would be bumper to bumper cars going from Wallace Lane to Ashby, looking at these lights. That was last night on Rita Lynn Court. Just oh, really? The, just exactly that. Yep. Yeah, and that's um, it, it, that got a little annoying. We were driving the, uh, the Isle of Lights in Coralville mm-hmm. when we went to City Hall, and there's like you know. I mean, it's announced there's luminaries everywhere and people are honking, you know, to go faster and, you know, honest to God. Yeah. It just, uh, but uh, no, that was a nice display last night. But yeah, this thing, I mean, this display in Des Moines, was the Register wrote about it. It, it, it was really, yours is good. I've been on yours, but it's not what, it, it just wasn't as big. This was literally a massive circle that went all the way around, probably involving, I want to say, 70 to 100 homes. Oh, and wow. they were all lit, and they were all lit up. It That's was, a lot. It was, an, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was really, because I'm trying to think, you know, you go all the way up around Wallace Lane, and it's all coming back to me. Now, I don't know if they still do it now. I mean, I because uh, I'm you know, all those neighbors back then, 40, we 50 years, a, I'm sure most of them are gone. We looked at a really nice house. If we would have stayed there, but I was still uh, tied with Muscatine at the time. Oh. We, uh, that house in Beaverdale. Oh, if I moved back to Des Moines, I'd, I'd probably go to Beaverdale if I had to. Yeah. You know, now everyone goes to West Des Moines, Waukee. I, 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 would, I think if, we have about 22 or 23 houses. Yeah, that's and I, I would like I um, which would put it at about a third or a fourth of what you're talking about. Yeah, and does every house in your street do it extensively? Like just everywhere? Almost everybody. I mean, ours is pretty pretty modest, but it's not nothing. But I mean, pretty much all these homes they and some started competing with others to where it was I mean, it got to be a little too much. Oh no, ours is half of it is way too much. Yeah, it's, oh, for sure. but it was it, it was neat. It was really neat during the snow too. I had one of these neighborhoods where there's big evergreen trees and mm-hmm. big massive trees. So when you had snow, it was I mean there were some really neat like hallmark moments. Well, we got we got one uh, house in the neighborhood that still got the Halloween stuff up in Santa. <laughs> well, they're they're merging holidays. <laughs> Nothing from Thanksgiving. No turkey. No, no turkey. No turkey. I'll tell you what's today the thirteenth. This weather's incredible. And you know what's funny is I'm hearing this forecast, and they're all, oh, by the end of this weekend, though. So we now we have to get prepared in mid-December for low for 40s being our downfall right now. Well, 40 Friday this weekend, it's upper 20s on Saturday. Okay, he never said that on the thing leading in. Yeah. He only said he stopped it. Yeah. He said upper 20s without – I can live with that oh, yeah. in December without a ton of precip. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to – by then, we're going to be almost – I mean, we'll be almost two-thirds of the way through December. And the weather's just been a non. It's been unbelievable. We've lucked out compared. Big, to but, oh, yeah, God. we're gonna get. We'll we're get gonna get tags. hit in January and February. Yeah, yeah. you watch. We're well, gonna get. I bet we get a bunch of precip. And then it'll stay for two months. And then by like always by mid to late March things will start thawing out a little yeah. bit. Well, Hosk is not even responding. So usually he responds. Let me maybe. Well, then you know. Yeah. I mean, nope, that's. Oh wait, here he is. Yes, does 9.30 work? Yes, yes, yes. anything. Please yes. rescue us, Adam. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I'm already tired of these Should guys. Should have called up at 8.30, actually. What was going or on seven, at 8.30? 7.30. I'll, I'll write back. No, we had the sheriff at 7.30. That was a good segment. What did you talk about? Breaking the law. Breaking, breaking the, the law. law. Yeah. That would work. That would yeah. be great. Look for, or that would be great. You, what did you guys have for dinner? <laughs> Hot dog. 
<laughs> I made spaghetti for Amy's birthday. Yeah. And birthday cake. So when you say you made it, do you go get ragu or do you make a sauce from the scratch? Not from scratch. I get uh, Hunt's Italian saucy sauce, and then oh, you I go Hunt's. You go way old school. But then I add uh, seasonings. Okay. And I, I do it with sauce. I'm just breakfast curious. sausage with all the different beef. sauces out there. Why Hunt's? Because it's good. It's tasty. oh, I'm sure. It's just that Hunt's reminds me of something from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's compatible with what the spices. And I it's like not use. overly expensive. No. It's a lot cheaper than, like, one of my favorites is the Gino's spicy one, but it's just one bottle, six bucks. That's a lot for yeah, spaghetti. Well, ragu, I think we use, I don't know what we Ragu use. and Prego are the two. Prego, I mean, the Hunt's is about a dollar ten a can. Yeah, no, it's about as cheap as it gets. And yeah. then I add, you know, 20 cents worth of spices and uh, $2 worth of sausage, and you're there. Oregano, red pepper. Those are the I two add things some I sarcasm and then <laughs> and let her rip. But there's, a, there's so many different sauces to pick like from. Like I use Italian seasoning and seasoned pepper and a little bit of garlic salt. I put a little garlic in, but I put a lot of red pepper in, which people wouldn't. I, I like my stuff. Really I, hot. I would if, but my daughters and wife don't like it that hot, or and specifically does not like it particularly hot. Yeah, I made this meatloaf last night and got this Rufus Teague blazing hot barbecue sauce, and I'm usually pretty. This stuff was pretty hot, man. This was the hottest meatloaf i'd ever eaten in my life <laughs> this rufus teak stuff is really thick and it was it, i'd never had it before i've always wanted to get it and i got it and it's it's good but it's different it's like paste it's not like barbecue sauce uh-huh. it's literally like you almost have to spoon it up oh. and it but it man when it cooks up it's good but it was hot had a hot dog wrapped in a crescent roll yeah that's called a that's popping fresh that's corn dog isn't it no it's a crescent roll. It's uh, yeah, they, picking yeah. a blanket only. It's all beef. I think Jimmy <laughs> Dean's or something. You can get those frozen. Yeah, I didn't like pigs in a blanket Me ever. Either. Well, that's what we have. Well, it didn't sound good. How did that? I who came up with a hey, let's have pigs in? Was that Jan's idea? Yeah, we didn't know what to. We just weren't that hungry. I P- mean, that is pigs in a blanket, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Th- or is it is it sausage in a? No, pigs in a blanket was well, a hot dog with some sort of dough wrapped. Dough wrapped around it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not quite the same as corn yeah. dog. No. Well, so. and it's not pork. It's not really pig. It's. A- and we're here. We're supposed to talk about the Hawkeyes, but they they don't have. Any, there's nothing going well, on. There's know, literally nothing going on. It's unfortunate because all three of the major, well, and all four of the major things are on hiatus because of uh, finals. Finals. Yeah. And except for the wrestlers, all three of the others major sports. It ended with a clunker, mm-hmm. yeah, which is unfortunate. Signing, like we said, there's signing day on Wednesday. We do have a, we have a Fran McCaffrey press conference tomorrow, and then we have Kirk on Wednesday. So there is some stuff starting to kick up again. But no, this like this weekend, I did. I mean, I wrote. Well, I did write a column about the attendance situation. And I read that. And got a lot of feedback I read on it that. Too. I was going to ask you about that. What's your um? What's your feedback been? Oh, I mean, well, there's this belief that they're going to build a new arena. There seems to be this belief that I don't see that. Well, I don't what? believe that. I don't think people really. A new basketball arena would cost what three hundred million? Oh, anyway. But there's also a lot of people are saying, well, they should have done it downtown. Well, they should have. But do you realize if they tried to do that, we've had this discussion before. Yes. It would wipe out. You you don't. I don't think people realize how big an arena, how much space it takes. Well, what do they think they're gonna? Well, eventually, if they ever rebuild, which they will at some point, this is not gonna last. They'll go out west. They still yeah. have a ton of land out there. Yeah, I they mean, probably should have done that 
but the arena's old. What's the arena? Forty years old. They uh-huh. should have done that twenty years ago if they wanted, or twenty or fifteen years ago, or ten when they did all the renovations. They're not going to put it downtown. Well, they can't. Yeah, there's too many. There's just no room. Too many logistical problems. There's too. just no room for no. it downtown. Yeah. No, but what I wrote is that they need to move the student section, and it's not. I mean, the two things that need to happen. One's impossible. The other's very easy. Middle mezzanine, that's not going to happen. That would cost millions of dollars. But it would make that arena so much better if you had a middle. But it's just Although not going to happen. Although my idea is also isn't going to happen, but carve out an area in one of the, uh, you know, the end line things and have a food court. Yeah, but then um, what about the people that are sitting? I guess they go up top and then the people yeah. down. The problem is, though, that would be a lot of people going down courtside, which I don't see happening at any other arena in the country. Mm. I just don't. That would be so much traffic taking place right off courtside. You don't want that. What they need to do is get rid of that space behind those baskets with student seats. Have the students wrap around the home bench and then around one mm-hmm. of the entire baselines and then turn the other baseline into seats. There's just way too much wasted space there for people to walk. I don't know why they have so much space there. I don't, I don't get that. But the main thing is they need to move the students because they can't they have move. to. They can't move the middle. They just can't build a middle mezzanine, middle concourse. It's I mean, not- if you were a, a four-star basketball player, would you go to a place with no student support, or would you go to a place with screaming students? Well, most would do what you're saying, but Desante Bowen, I believe, is a four-star, isn't he? The point yeah, guard they have coming is. in, and they got him. Yeah. You know, and I think the basketball team would benefit from this more than anybody. I, I do, too. And when I wrote, I wasn't knocking the volunteers. Uh, no, no. But if this setup's not working, then Iowa and Aramark need to get together and figure out a way, because right now it's borderline dysfunctional. And it's not working. Yeah, it's borderline dysfunctional is how I described it. And nobody disagreed. There was a couple guys, some idiot got on there and said, uh, maybe idiot's not the right word, but yeah. I'll let you guys be the judge. He All said, right. well, this is a football school. And it's this is this never gonna nothing's gonna He's ever. He's already negated his argument. I mean, come on, a football school. I mean, yeah, they have good football program, but that Iowa's not a football school. No, no. that's no, not fair to the other sports. And you can't be a football school if you have if you've won what two Big Ten titles in the last what. If I was anything, they're a wrestling school. Yes, yes. I so, mean, no question. But I didn't get that argument. But no, most people are fully support. They they want the student section to be moved. Uh, there are some saying, well, that's not fair to the donors who pay all that money. They're the, without them, there's no arena. Well, other schools make it work. I can't imagine Iowa's got the only place with donors who want people to sit down in front of them. Other schools make it work, though. Yeah. Yes. Where do they put the donors yeah. at Michigan State? The Izone doesn't seem to be bugging them. Hello. Well, I noticed that most of the other Big Ten schools, they do have the students all around the place, whereas here right. we have them way down at one end. Right. Well, Purdue does have them on both ends, too, and Purdue's does do vertical. Purdue's the exception to the rule, and they're, they're winning right now, and it's working for them. But I've been in Purdue at times when that environment hasn't been electric when they're struggling. But, but yeah, no, they need to be closer to courtside. Well, aren't some of the doors, aren't they way up high over in that one side where they have seats and tables? That's not donors. That's I mean, some of them are, but, no, that's just uh, – uh, a different thing, you know. You get oh. kind of get table service, and um, it's whatever. You don't have to be a donor to sit at those. You can get those on a game-to-game basis. Oh, okay, but I noticed that the students at uh, the Iowa State games the other day they were really wild, and at both women's and men's, it makes we a difference. We don't seem to get very many students coming to the women's or the men's. 
Well, and there's yeah, also this yeah, argument. I, I, you know, you just kind of wonder why. There's also this justification. Well, when, when we're really good and there's a good opponent, the arena's... So, like I said in my columns, too many pieces have to be in place for the arena to become electric. Yes, Carver can be good yes, it when can. I was ranked in the top 10 and they're playing a top 10 team, but you need them at other games, too. I mean, to be a true fan base, but you have to make it compatible for the fans to want to be there, comfortable. And it, right now, it's just a bad setup, and this, there's a serious disconnect between Iowa and the students right now. It's obvious. Well, every once in a while, they'll do things like uh, pizzas or... Or, yeah, but, uh, but that's free that's, that, that's free that. Yeah, that's really not. That's pizza's yeah. not going to get them no. there. I mean, and the arena is built away from campus. It's, it is kind of a hike for some, but you know, you could always find tons of reasons not to go. Six o'clock's too early. Nine o'clock's too late. Eight o'clock's too yeah. late. I mean, but it's this is up. This is between Iowa and Airmark. They got to figure something out. The concession stuff but, to me but is. You're the, all, I'm always <laughs> noticing in all the games the, at the ends are always real empty. The concession stuff is the biggest issue right now. I mean, the student thing we've been dealing with for years, they got to get this concession thing fixed first and then, you know, move the students. They have yeah. to, God, they have to move the students. Do they just not even consider it, or, or do they get too much trouble from the donors? Well, that, I've had different answers. It's to the point now where um, too hard to do, too much feedback from what you're saying. It would disrupt the comfort over there, but, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not supposed to be comfortable, is it? No, nah, I wouldn't think so. And I would think there'd be a way to make it work on both ends, satisfy the donors. And also, to me, I think the best place to put the students would be behind the visiting bench and wrap around that one baseline where the band is. Well, that'd be great. And have that all be students and have part of it, have most of it be bleachers set up in all that vast floor space and have it be before they stand on bleachers. They don't need go there to be comfortable. Hey, thanks. Thanks a lot, Karn. Well, yeah, we have Adam calling in, right? Yeah, and he just appeared on uh, Time Magazine. As Adam did? Yes, he's the person of the year. <laughs> All right. Oh, really? Congratulations, Adam. What perfect timing. Yeah. Is that why you couldn't come on at 9? <laughs> I was waiting for the perfect time to jump in. And <laughs> the Time Magazine set up. Okay, well, congratulations. Well, you heard what we were talking about, Adam. Hell, who better to talk to than a former player? I mean, I wrote something this weekend. Have you tried the, Have you experienced the concession stand lull this year at some of these games? Have you been on the wrong side? Yeah, of it? it's, it's rough. But, you know, in some of these organizations, right, they, they're getting – Lions clubs and and I know, respect them all yes, for volunteering. Sure, I do. It's course. great. Yeah, and they're not they're not taking much. I mean, they're doing a, a lot out of you know just trying to help whatever uh, a good cause they're with or, but it is it's it's rough. And even a year or two ago, having uh, kids trying to get ice cream or you name it, it's it's a pain in the butt. And it, it just is. shouldn't be. You're just, it, it just seems like it would be such a simple remedy. And when you were there, I mean, you guys had the students' good support, and I remember early on in Alford, after they won the Big Ten Tournament. Oh, the Hawks Nest the Hawks was great. Nest, and it was in a different location, too. But it was still not courtside, and it was electric. I get it, having success. But, Adam, right now, I mean, there's a serious disconnect with the students. What do you think? How much do you think moving the students courtside on bleachers behind the visitor's bench and wrapped around the one baseline, how much do you think that would, do you think that would excite the students at all and let them in free? No, I've always said that, and, and Carver, I love it, right? It's a great shooting arena. I've always, I mean, that that was always home for me, but, you know, you can see from uh, just going to other arenas, and you look at, like, Iowa State, Indiana, they're behind the basket, but they're a part of it, and then, you know, you got other places where they've got the students right behind, you know, either your bench or the opposing bench, the or, you know, the right there courtside, you know, they're a part of it, and I think that's the difference is our students just really aren't a part of it when they're shoved no. in that corner and just, you know, kind of thrown up to the side. That's probably one of the things that just it, – it doesn't help. 
um, when you factor everything else in. And Adam, you see on game day, there's a lot of wasted space on the floor of that arena. I mean, there's 20, 30 feet behind each baseline where if you put, if you got creative and just built bleachers and put them in, you could do this, I think, without really and you could disrupting get, a lot. You know, 800 students say, yes. and get in free, 800 students, uh, come on and have some fun. And I don't think it would we, be. A- uh, and I, I, I don't know. I'm sure Fran and these guys have done that. I, I know when we were there, Alfred really did try to get that Hawks nest going. He did. He did. Was, he did. Uh, and he did get it going. Too. They yeah. had pizza party stuff where they invited people in. They it was did. rocking. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think they tried to do that outreach though to get the players and the the fans and the students to kind of interact with one another. I know we went and did some stuff at some fraternities and mm-hmm. sororities. I remember that. Um, you know, competition stuff. It. Either way, I think they were just really trying to find ideas of what could we do. Could we do, you know, some kind of, you know, just something before the game. Like I said, like a pizza deal or free giveaway for T-shirts or you name it. Something to just get them to come in. Because once you get in, I think people see this team and they like them. And, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know what the trick is. Um, you see these other universities and they're just pounding down the doors to get in. And, and we're kind of struggling. And I think we got a great team that just – you know, um, it's hard. It's hard to put your finger on it. Well, I will say, I think Alford connected with the students better than any coach since he, I've been he here. He sure did. I mean, for the, from about 2001 to about 2000, well, the, the Pierce thing eventually hurt yeah. things. But, but, no, I think he did a great job with doing what you did, outreach programs, connecting with the students, making them feel like they're the closest thing to the team. Because to me – and maybe this isn't right. I think the students are priority number one in fans. Then the general admission. I mean, what do you think, Adam? Yep. To me, the students are the most important fans they can have. They change every four to five years. Then they go out and become the adults in the world. Yeah, I agree. And, and some of my buddies that you know, what I was in business class with or whatever. I mean, they were rowdy. They were coming to games. I mean, that's your peers, and you know, it's it's good to see those guys out supporting uh, one another. It, Again, when that place was rocking, it's a tough place to play in. And that's what makes it hard in the Big Ten going on the road and going into, you know, environments like Indiana. And, you know, Minnesota's had some good crowds there when they were good. And, I love you know, Purdue Arena. and all these, Illinois with the, the crush. I mean, some of those places, Michigan State, those are hard places to play when those students are right on top of you. And, I mean, it's hard to call out plays. It's, you know, kind of like football when they come to Kinnick. Yes. It's just a different environment. The the contrast between Kinnick and Carver is stunning. I mean, one. It's astounding. It's just amazing how one could be so different than the other. And it's it's the way it is. But, okay, well, we could talk about this forever. But I got to. Okay, <laughs> what is going on over at Iowa State? Uh, I like TJ a lot. I, we didn't get to talk before that game. But. He's got those guys buying in on defense. And I ever. watched those games earlier in the year, and I maybe brought it up on one of the, the calls that we had. You get those guys to buy in. The offense is kind of taking care of itself. They've got some guys that are picking up. The Brockington is you know, one guy that really hurt us, went 11 of 14 from the field, scored 29 points. I mean, he, he really stepped it up. <clears throat> but they, uh, on defense, they're just slopping the game up enough. And I don't mean to use the word slop, but they're – we're having to play into their style. I mean, we, we hardly scored any points no. that game and we couldn't put the ball in the, in the hoop. We shot, what was it? 17 to 63, uh, from yeah. the field, yeah, not five good. to 27 from three point. They're making teams play their style and they're walking away with wins. And they're doing it with, I mean, yeah, they've got some, Brockington's a pretty good player. I mean, Kalsher's a pretty, 
They're doing this, though, with a pretty average roster. And what I'm amazed at is how connected they are on defense, how well they play help defense and how well they communicate in such a short period of time with guys coming from all over the place. How well do you know TJ? You know, I don't know him a lot. I just know my brother obviously played at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. and He'd been over to some practices, you know, when Fred was was coaching and, and TJ. And so he knows him a little bit. And. You know, he had kind of said all along, I mean, TJ's a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. He knows the game. I mean, pretty much in any level he's been at, he's been successful. But I'm with you. To get a guy that, you know, gets these guys to buy in to play defense because they've all kind of, with that transfer portal, again, I call it the Wild West, you're just getting guys that are coming in. And usually if they're leaving and coming to your school, they didn't either appreciate the playing time they were getting or there was some kind of, you know, issue of why they were leaving. He's got these guys to kind of come in and buy in on playing that defense and they're locked and loaded. And again, for on paper, you would think Iowa was the better team, yes. you know, just from skills and uh-huh. shooting and everything else. But you know, it didn't look like that last week. And uh, again, you got to credit TJ. I don't, I don't think anybody anticipated these guys being ten and zero heading into uh, no. you know kind of this winter break. No. No, so then, then contrast that, Adam, with basically the same approach at Nebraska with a great coach Fred Hoiberg, and, and it's not working. They look brutal. And they do, and I can't put my finger on it. Uh-uh. Um, he could change it around in a year. I mean, that's the thing with Fred and, and what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, I think it's hard when you get these guys in the transfer portal. You've got to try to make it work. Um, and, again, if it doesn't and it goes the other direction, it can it can look ugly. But, again, I'm, I, I still think Fred is a, is a big-time coach. So I do I. I do, too. Person. I think he, he can be successful, but he has not gotten off to a good start over there. And, you know, it's – We'll see how much longer uh, of a leash he gets after this year and possibly next. And as much as it seems like a great fit, maybe it's not. Because we've seen great coaches fail. And I mean, Nick Saban failed with the Miami. You know, he, I think he knew it wasn't his a good fit for him. And look what's going on with mm. Urban Meyer. It, uh, with, I mean, I know it's, it's different sports, but I mean, sometimes it just doesn't work. But, man, this thing with Otzelberger, is, it's just incredible. Now, if you look at Iowa's performance in that game, other than Bohannon making a couple threes early – and then a couple later when the game was out, there was really not much to hang your hat on. from. Nobody really played well for Iowa. No, our defense wasn't great. Um, the one thing I'm disappointed, um, you know, in the last three losses that we have, our rebounding has been atrocious. Brutal. Brutal. Um, Purdue, we got out-rebounded 30-42. to 42. It, it, it was worse than that, in my opinion. Um, the way I agree. It uh, Illinois was really bad. I mean, that's a game we should have walked out of here with a win. When we talked before the Purdue game, we said, "Hey, if we can go one and one in those first two Big Ten games, that's a that's a. I mean, that's what we would think is a, a big win here. We got a rebound of twenty three to fifty two. They had nineteen offensive rebounds. I mean, we we rebound just a little bit in that Illinois game. We end up winning, and then Iowa State we get out rebounded thirty two to fifty. That's part of the reason why we're not even. You know, we're not we're not coming up with these wins exactly. and hopefully Fran's getting these guys instead of ball watching, we've got to get a body into these people. Mm-hmm. We've got to you know, we gotta be animals going after the board. We got a lot of athletes and kind of finesse type players. We've we've gotta get dirty and get rebounds. You know, and even Par- Perkins and Eulis, I mean, I don't think Perkins had a rebound against Iowa State. And of course yeah. that that's if you're gonna list Jordan's weaknesses, where would rebounding be on your list, Tom? <laughs> Well, Jordan's biggest weakness is his defense. Defense, and then probably rebound. Then probably rebound. And Toussaint is very athletic, but he's also 5'11", 6 feet. So, yep. But I agree with you, Adam. It seems like some of those – there was one play, a loose ball against um, Illinois, where there was like three Iowa guys that just kind of started going after it. Then all of a sudden you saw these three orange jerseys just fly past them, and they got the ball. 
And that yep. to, that's kind of what you're talking about, those 50-50 balls, right? Yep. And, and again, they're just, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to get those long rebounds and whatever happens. But when it's happening in three straight games and it's just, it, it, it is, it's the hustle stuff mm-hmm. and not putting a body on somebody. And, you know, we, uh, we don't have a true center like a Luka in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these guys have stepped up, but we just don't have that big-sized center um, controlling the boards down low. That doesn't mean we can't rebound. I mean, everybody's got to do their part. Especially the guards, right? Ball goes up. Without just question. Bohannon or these guys are smaller. You can still get a body on somebody, and that's just basic basketball. So it's not like it's impossible. We can do it, and I think once we do, it's going to help give us a chance to win some of these games that are close like this. Yeah, because I remember your guys' team. A lot of it was Bruner. Bruner just had this mentality where every ball was his. And I, did, is it fair to say you guys kind of fed off him? Because man, he was so aggressive on the boards. Yeah, him, Big E. Um, yeah, Eric Hansen. You know, yeah. Thomas. I mean, mm-hmm. and part of it was a mentality. When I was at Iowa State, we did rebounding drills, guys that would throw guys into the bleachers. And, you know, we did a lot <laughs> that of That does not surprise stuff. me. I look back on it now, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we were just trying to survive the drill. <laughs> but, but, again, some of it's a mentality of, you know, I'm not going to let the opponent get the board. I mean, I'm going to block him out. I'm going to, you know, we're going to get everything that comes, those 50-50 balls. We're going to be diving on the floor. We're going to be getting scrappy and dirty. You know, part of it's just a mentality. doesn't matter how much you practice it. You've got to have that killer instinct. Yep. And I think that's one thing that, you know, you had guys like Bruner, Horner, you know, someone like Big E. I mean, those guys were, they took pride in rebounding. And, and we're physical. The team's got to do it. Yeah, Bruner was physical. Horner was physical. You guys played physical. I wanted to ask you, did you guys happen to see Jack Nunji's last stat line? God, oh, he unbelievable. Great. I watched that game. He looked amazing. So how are they using Is he shooting threes? How's he being used? Kind of all over the place. Is he? I mean, he's, he's just effective down low, and I think he looks like he's gained some good weight. I mean, he's banging, and, you know, as was a Cincinnati team. He had 30-some points, wasn't it? 31. Yeah, 31. And 14 rebounds, was it? Yeah. 14 rebounds. Man, I'm, I know yeah. the what-if doesn't count, but imagine him with this team. Oh, I know. Imagine well, him with this Iowa team. If you had a healthy C.J. Frederick, too, I mean, I – I loved his game, mm-hmm. and so if you had those two players, it's always the woulda, shoulda, coulda, but on paper, we had a, a really good lineup coming in. Oh, without question. To so me, I think with Keegan Murray, I think you know for the most part, you're not going to get 25 and 10. Every, I think we're starting yeah. to see him come down to but you're going to pretty consistently get 15 to 26, 7 rebounds. I think Patrick McCaffrey and... Chris Murray are huge. The, the guards, of course, too. But, Adam, just talk about how important they need to get consistency from Patrick and, and Chris Murray on the offensive end. I think with Robracha, you kind of know you're going to get a lot of rebounding. Yep. He can, he can kind of do the dirty work on offense. But to me, Patrick and Chris Murray are huge if this team wants to really get to that next level. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, Keegan's getting a lot of attention right now. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to try to limit his touches. And, you know, they're being a little bit more physical with him. And these last two games um, – you know, I think some of it might, too, just be kind of hampered by that, that ankle that he had a couple games ago. But, again, he's just a little short at the Iowa State game. Some of those those were right there, um, just didn't finish. He's going to have some big games for us, but you're right. Those other guys have got to step up, whether they be, you know, perimeter shots or taking it to the hole. You know, some of that stuff, it feels like we're trying to shy away from contact a little bit. We need to go in strong mm-hmm. and finish and um Again, I agree. Those those two guys are scorers. You know, we've heard about it in practice, especially mm-hmm. Patrick. He was a great scorer in high school. He's got to step up and, and not only be a scorer, but be a consistent scorer. You know, yep. if he can get 10, 11, 12, 13 points a game or more, that's just going to take a little bit of pressure off of Keegan as well. But 
the other name too, I like Perkins a lot. I do too. I, I almost I wonder do. does he, he needs to be in that game a little more, not so much for offense because he can score, but his defensive presence is he's he's strong, he's physical, he's got long arms. I, I like what he can bring on the defensive end. And he can play with Bohannon. They can play they can play together. And the other reason I bring up Chris and Patrick is and I'm not knocking him. They both take a lot of shots. They do. I mean, they both think every shot they take is going in, and they think that every time they get the ball, they're open. And I mean that as a compliment. You know what I mean, Adam. They're very competent. Yep, no, you got that mentality. I, and I like that. And I like Fran gives those guys the green light. Yes. So you don't want guys going in there and questioning their shots. But, um, yeah, you're right. When they when they come in, they're. I think they know they, they've got to help score. And every shot they take, they, they, they think it's going in, and that's what you want out of your scorers. So this you got Utah State coming up next Saturday on neutral court and Sioux Falls, and they got what I think will be two. This Utah State game is pretty big. I mean, they need to get some momentum back. I mean, cause yeah, if, we do because they're not going to get. I mean, if they lose to Utah State and then come back and beat Western Illinois and Southwest, that's going to still. I don't know. I'm mean, just talking and we'll about. We'll be at nine and four if yeah, that just, happens. This is a big game coming up on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, uh, Utah State's no pushover. No, the, the Pentagon up there in Sioux Falls is going to be a really good menu. We've, we're familiar with that up there. Um, but they've got a kid that's pretty good. He's, he's averaging 21 points a game, mm-hmm. Justin Bean. Yep. He's 6'7", six, uh, six, uh, kind of forward. He's averaging 11.5 rebounds, almost three assists a game. He's a complete player. You know, they've had losses to uh, St. Mary's. I think that was 60-58. to 58. St. Mary's um, is good. BYU, mm-hmm. they got beat by, I think, 10 or 11 points. But then they beat OU. They beat Oklahoma 73-70 to 70 earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. So they've played some good competition. And... Um, Definitely one where we've uh, we've got to walk away with a win out of there in Sioux Falls, and then carry that into the you know the rest of this um, you know twenty twenty yep. one year, and then right into Big Ten season. Did you guys happen to see any of the Purdue game yesterday? I did not. Man, I thought they were left for dead. They were not playing very well against an okay NC State team, but they found a way to win that game. Did you watch it at all, Adam? No, I was in. Uh, we had kids basketball, but I was. People were following along and, and keeping us updated on it. Incredible comeback! But what I'm, I don't. Purdue's not the number one team in the country, no. and they did not play very well because NC State's not that good. I mean, they may turn out no. to be good, but Purdue. I mean, Purdue lost at Rutgers. I didn't think they played very well against Iowa. So I, I'm not sure what to make of the Ohio State beat Wisconsin convincingly at home. I, I don't know who the best team in the Big Ten is right now. Who would you say, if you had to pick one team, is there one that stands out right now? It's really weird. I mean, Michigan State's up there again. They right? are starting to play Ohio well. States, you know, um, I still think Purdue's going to be really tough, even at one and one and the loss that they had at Rutgers. On paper, those guys are. I like that team, that guard, and the two bigs down low. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're um, they're going to be tough to beat, especially when you get into the brutal part of that Big Ten and everybody's beating up on each other. Mm. Um, but again, every year, you're, it's the same kind of teams: Michigan State, Ohio State, Illinois. Yep. Um, Purdue. I mean, those guys. Wisconsin's going to be another name that we got to look out for. They're always consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to. There's just so many good teams, and you look at the coaching and the, everything going on in this conference. It's 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 tough. No, it is. And Northwestern might be better this year. They yeah. they seem to be showing some life. They, well, they got I, four teams undefeated in the Big Ten as far as conference play goes, and four teams that have not won a game yet. Yeah. So and it's still really one of them. It's still really early, but I'm with you, Adam. I mean, obviously, defense is always a, a flashpoint with this team, but rebounding and and people have asked me why doesn't Fran just use a post player? Well, I mean, they do have a six eleven and a six foot ten kid, but for somebody who's been, 
it's not just that easy. My guess is they're not playing because they're not showing enough in practice to convince Fran that that matchup's going to work. Is that the only answer you can come up with, Adam? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, he again, those guys see it every day in practice, and they're still pretty raw. Uh, so he's got to go with his best guys on the floor. And again, we're close. I mean, we're some of these games. You win Illinois. Um, that would have been a nice win yeah. against a good team, good sure opponent at home. And again, Iowa State. I think if we play them again. I don't know if that game looks the exact same. Um, again, I think on paper we're, we've got the some better shooting, some better players on there, but that just was not our night. And as soon as they kind of smelled blood, we they just uh, they just kept piling it on, and we did not look good. Are they built to last? Really, do you think a lack of confidence? Yeah, no, Iowa did not play with confidence in the second half. And do you think is Iowa State built to last, barring injuries, or do you see them at some point hitting a wall and coming back down to earth? tough to say you know as, as hard as they play and like you you brought up a good point i mean the, these guys kind of coming together and they're just all playing well and they know the role mm-hmm. you know no one's trying to do too much out there um even guys coming in off the bench or taking charges and are you know flying around on defense you know he's got these guys bought in and and once they see this kind of success i mean i'm sure after the win yesterday they're going to be ranked uh, you know close to top 10 at some point mm-hmm. it's incredible and once these guys buy in and like, hey, what coach is telling us is working, you know, they can start chewing through that Big Ten or Big Twelve season and start picking off some teams. It it could be a really good year for those guys. Well, I think the, the big difference between Iowa State and Iowa is the defensive end. I mean, they're obviously yeah. buying into that. And you play good defense, and Pat was wondering, you know, are they for real or will they at some time hit a wall? If they keep playing good defense, they're going to be right in it. I mean, they are. They will. It's hard to beat those teams that are that are defensively that locked in. That's know? Rutgers they, they at home. Really, they haven't really broke much on on these games. Even that Memphis game that got kind of crazy out of control. I watched that one over uh, Thanksgiving break. Iowa State just kept pressuring those guys and just kept making it hard for uh, for Memphis. They turned the ball over a lot. And again, if if you're getting teams to cough it up and guys like Brockington start making shots like that. They're going to be hard to beat. What's going to be interesting, there's going to be nights when Brockington's not making shots. We've seen it. He's mm-hmm. a very streaky shooter. It will be interesting to see against good teams how they counter that because Cal Shire didn't do much. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, I, I rarely see him make a lot of shots, but it will be interesting because, yeah, Brockington, he was incredible, but he's done that before against Iowa. But then he's also had games against Iowa where he can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's very yeah. <laughs> streaky in that regard. But it's TJ's making it work the way Fred did there. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just all the pieces just seem to fit. Yeah, and they're, uh, I think that's a hard thing to do in basketball these days um, with all these transfers. I, yeah. I I just know it's you get these guys that are you're trying to make mesh and get in the offense. And, I mean, it takes time to really build some of these, these teams when, you know, you get them by junior or senior year. You know, they're, they're, they're connected. They're playing well together. Everything just kind of comes together. You know, TJ's done a great job just over the course of the summer to put the pieces together and, and get this team playing well. A lot of teams don't have that kind of success this early. The other thing about TJ, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. If he does turn out to have major success there, he seems like the kind of guy that would stay at Iowa State. I mean, this is like a really good yeah. power five job. And Iowa State does check a lot of the boxes, wouldn't you say, as far as a fan well, support? Fan support, great arena, great, uh, good conference. It checks a lot of the boxes. Yeah, and I think he's pretty well connected with Pollard. You know, I think those guys, just from his time at Iowa State. Yeah, um, good point. You know, he's, he's got a boss that he'd like. His wife played basketball there. She's, she's right. well connected. Yep. You know, it's a from a cost of living standpoint and just a get to the office, get to work. I mean, it's, it's really simple. And if 
I don't know. I think they've got kids. If, if they do, I mean, the school system, Gilbert, Ames, I mean, it. It is. That's kind of why I was surprised Fred left. I don't. I don't blame him uh, for taking a shot at being a head coach of the Bulls and getting more NBA um, time, experience, a pension. You know that probably checked a lot of the boxes off too. But again, Ames, kind of like Iowa City, it's you take it for granted. It's a pretty, pretty good place to raise a family. I agree. And, and have a job, and again, cost of living and everything else that goes with it is is uh, definitely appealing. I mean, we call it lames here, but that's because we're petty and immature. We and, are, and but no, it's a <laughs> it's a nice town. I mean, it's I mean, I know Iowa City people like to kind of kind of look down. That's just kind of the way things are. But no, Ames is a nice town. It's not too far from Des Moines. It's going to be interesting. And I've said this, and I don't know if you got. I think the men's basketball rivalry between Iowa and Iowa State is the best rivalry of all the sports. Better than I, year in and year out, it's better than football. It's yeah. not as big a deal as football because football is just the. But I've just I mean, if you go back to the '80s, some of those games with Elmer Robinson and Jeff Hornacek, and B, I mean, it's been a great rivalry over the years. It is, and you know the funny thing is, I think the players kind of recognize it early on. Like when I was at Iowa State, you know, we had uh, Bruner and Horner and those guys at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, as an Iowa kid growing up, you understand the rivalry. You sure. understand the, the fans and everybody, you know, you want to win that game. It's a kind of who's on top type deal. And then, you know, you get these, like when I played there, like Jackson Broman, Tim Barnes, you, you know, even Jake Sullivan kind of realized that he was a Minnesota kid, mm-hmm. but and Jared Holman was an Iowa kid. Some of the out of state people, you almost have to say, Hey, this is a big deal, but it's been kind of cool to watch throughout the years. Iowa State, even with a lot of the transfer guys and just non-Iowa people on the roster, you see like Niang and mm-hmm. all those other guys. Yeah. I and mean, they've kind of built this rivalry up too on the social media side, where they're <laughs> going and and talking smack on social media with Iowa fans or Jabo and Iowa players. You know, and even like Tyler Cook going over there and you know when Iowa beat Iowa State and football over there just you know wearing his jersey <laughs> i know that was funny allowed. yep it's kind of been a fun rivalry it has you're been. right and it's not one of those that's gone away it's if anything it's getting a little more intense no it has i mean it has it been. makes it a lot more fun it i does. loved i loved it when it was johnny Orr and tom those were just great games those games in the 80s and the lefester rose i know iowa fans hated that game but what an incredible game i'll never forget i remember where i was watching that game I mean, every shot that guy took. It's ridiculous. I mean, he never had another. He was good that year, but he never, of course, had anything close to. Um, were you even? Were you alive then, Adam? How, <laughs> what were you like? Five when that game went? What year were you born? Uh, I was eighty-three, but okay, I, I so you were four. I've watched it. Yeah, I've, I've watched it. Uh, so when we were here at school. I always tell people we had like a collection of old games on VHS. I would have loved to get everything on like a DVD, like the old games from like the early nineties, mid eighties, mm-hmm. there was stuff in there, like a collection of VHSs. So we'd occasionally bring those out and just go watch them in, in the film room. And, and now I know Mediacom will play stuff on 9.2, uh, like Hawkeye classics, but that game was incredible. It was. Um, and again, it, it's one of those that you go back in the history, that one stands out in that rivalry of how did that happen? No, you know? mm-hmm. it was incredible. And, it, you know, if you're interested in stuff like that, you should follow um, f- um, former Iowa kicker Brian Hurley has Hawkeye Recap. And he puts them on. He gets he gets all these old games. It's really incredible. Are you on Twitter? You, I'm not. I, I, I think I told you on social media, I just I took a break there for a while. And I never posted anything anyway. But, but 
I might have to jump back on it. But you can also gain access to what he does on our site, too, because I post a lot of his stuff. He's an advertiser on our site. But he's got this site now called Hawkeye Recap where I don't know how he's worked out these deals where he goes to YouTube, and he, he puts up so many old games. I mean, I've watched so many games, thanks to Brian Hurley, with some of the stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll familiarize you with it. I'll, what I'll do is I'll maybe yeah. hook you guys up. That's and very he can, cool. Because it's really neat, some of the games. I mean, he's had some, some great Iowa football games, some great basketball games from the early 80s and what have you and, and it's so much fun watching that stuff it really is so tom we've killed almost a half an hour do you have anything else i, I do uh now i love the press that that we put on i i think patrick at the point there with his length kind of like bowen some really good things happen with that press when it works but when it doesn't then you've got a problem at the other end and they get some easy shots so is it i mean i know it works sometimes but is it paying off ultimately yeah, I mean, I think at times when we've had to especially make some runs there, and, and Perkins is a good part of that, too. I like Patrick on there. Mm-hmm. Keegan Murray out there when he's getting those tips, and then you get a guy like Perkins. That's a hard team to, you know, when we're trying to, somebody's trying to break that press, that's a lot of length. But it's got to carry on to the other side of the floor. Right. We can't rest on defense. If we sag in a zone or we're, we're a matchup man-to-man, part of it is just, it's just effort. And we've got the guys that can play defense. We've got the athleticism. We've got the length. I mean, you see it on the press. But we can't take a break once the press doesn't work. Or, or if we don't get that trap, we don't get that steal, we've got to get our butts mm-hmm. back and protect the paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's almost kind of twofold, right? I, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can, you're trying to get that steal so bad or you're trying to you know, pressure them and get a 10-second call. But if it doesn't work, you've got to go back and set your, set your defense. Mm-hmm. And, again, that's, it's kind of a two-part deal. I just I think we've got the guys to do it. I, I don't know how much Fran has always been an offensive-minded guy, but again, I think you see teams like Iowa State, teams consistently in the in the tournament, even you know top defense. of the Big Ten. Defense is yep. going to win you games. Exactly. Um, there's going to be nights where you can't throw it in the ocean, and you've got to have a backup plan. Okay, and what you said about um, Perkins, I agree with. I think he's maybe other than Keegan Murray, their best two ends player, but. His minutes sometimes come at the expense of Bohannon. And I think Bohannon showed against Iowa State again, you know, just when you start to write him off, he can still make threes and score points in, in bunches. But can you see them going a lot with a point guard, Bohannon and Perkins? Could they Can, can they do that? Can they have those three in there and then have the two frontline players? Or is it going to have to be a lot of it's either Perkins or Bohannon? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't see them as the same position, right? I think kind of like what you're saying. They're, they're totally different. If you can have somebody like Bohan bring the ball to court, which I know the whole plan this year was to have Ulyss and uh, Toussaint be the point guards, but I think you got to have Perkins on the court just, you know, a little bit more. And if if he can play alongside Jabo, I think that that works. Mm-hmm. So again, then that comes at the expense of the other point guards, but. Because um, you don't think the three right. of them, the three of them together, would be a hindrance in rebounding on defense. They just would lack size. If it was Toussaint, Bohannon, and Perkins, you'd have five eleven, six foot, and six four playing. That would be a, that would be wouldn't that be a hindrance in some ways? It is, um, and I think a little bit too. Sometimes those defenses know that, or the the opponents. Exactly. I mean, they'll, they'll sometimes ISO, you know, Bohannon or somebody. They're going to try to take advantage of a, a mismatch. So. There could be some mismatches out there, and 
you know, I, I Jabo played point for how many years? I think Four. he played that. Six or seven, I think. I think, Adam. This is his, I think he was nine years at point guard. Now he's a shooting. I'm kidding. No, he was here for four years as a point guard. Yeah. Actually, five years. This is six year, right? Well, f- four years and then ten games or whatever yeah, it was. But with the five, but yeah, five years in the program. Yeah. So yeah, no, he could easily do that. It, it's just interesting to though if Fran ever and don't you know a lot will be matchups too. If they're playing against a shorter lineup, maybe Fran could go with those three guys: point guard Bohannon yep. and Perkins, because Perkins is big enough to maybe play small forward on defense a little bit. Don't you think it about six three, six four? Yep. Yep. He, I mean, he, he's so athletic. He plays bigger than six four. He does. Yeah. He and does. Again, I, I think on defense and stuff, he just he brings a whole different kind of mindset. I mean, he's locked and he's got those long arms. He's he's he, he can make it tough on people. Just no. like when uh, a couple games ago, when he was getting those ten second calls on, I think it was Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was just all over the place, and those guys didn't have anywhere to go. Purdue actually had one too. No, they like when they're locked in playing good defense. You notice they're in the game. Iowa State. You know, hopefully that's just an outlier. Yeah. Um, if if not, then we got trouble. But I I think that's just one you got to just move on from, and it'll be interesting to see if they come out how they come out against Utah State. Were you over there at that game, or did you watch? No, it actually, home? Dallas Jones, uh, kid who works for me, he'd never been to Helton Coliseum before, so and he wanted to go, and he was blown away by the experience. He covered yeah, it for yeah. me, and I wrote something from home from watching it from home, but whatever. But no, he was over there, and he just said he goes he he goes it's just so different than Carver. It sure is. Yeah, and those guys were they were fired up. I mean, just watching it on TV, you could feel the energy in there. Mm-hmm. And again, that's an environment some of these guys have not really played in, especially with last year being a COVID year and no yeah, fans. You're right. You know, nobody in the stands. Uh, I'm sure it was a little intimidating. Um, you know, when from the very get go, that place was going crazy, and then you know we played well there for a while, had a little bit of a lead, and yeah. then that mm-hmm. whole second half just was a train wreck. It really was. And you've you know the Hilton experience both on the good end and the bad end. I mean, I mean you've been <laughs> know. you know you've been adored over there, and then you were also a focus. <laughs> Reviled. Of, yeah. So I mean, you can if anybody can speak about the Hilton magic. I'm, but I think it's I, I you know I think when Iowa and Iowa State are competitive in football, men's basketball, it just to me it should make Iowa more. It should make Iowa have to be more competitive you know i mean so i know tom would rather have iowa state suck and everything i would and i get that there's people but i'm one of those where if they make you work harder then you're going to end up being better so but well adam we'll do this after the utah state game again and hopefully we'll be talking about a hopefully we'll be talking about a victory and that's a big game they need to get momentum we need to win yep tom anything else uh one quick question do you think that uh joe toussaint's uh leash is a little too short or do you think Fran's doing it just right? Uh, that's a good question. It's hard when he's playing well and he's not being, you know, too rammy and, you know, uh, he can be, he's, he's really solid. But I think at times, you know, over penetrates, you know, some of the, it, it, it's hard to put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what you mean, though. He falls down a lot, too. Mm-hmm. He does. It, that's the part that, I think if he just is a setup guy and, you know, when those opportunities are there to, to, to penetrate and dish or get to the hole, it's there. Sometimes it's so rammy as a point guard. You know, you want to really be the quarterback of that mm-hmm. team and get people where they need to go and get everybody spread out and um, run an offense. It sometimes it just looks a little um, out of control. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's a And, fair. again, I, I don't see him in practice every day, but that's the one thing. He's got so much talent, but it's the one game, I think, when they played at Penn – in Pennsylvania, that one venue, he slipped and fell like 20 times. He did. And Fran made some comment like, 
he finds every wet spot on the floor. <laughs> he does fall down a lot. I think yes, he, he just go, I think he just gets going so quickly that sometimes his body can't catch up with itself. One last thing I wanted to ask you before we go, Tom's question, maybe. Connor's, Connor doesn't seem to have – it's like he's still kind of searching for his role on this team. And for all those people out there that said Fran was just going to play his kid, Connor's minutes are – No, he hasn't. I mean, and he seems to be accept, accepting it fine. But what do you see Connor's role being on this team, Adam? Because without a post player, one of his greatest things, post feed, he's not able to really do that. Yeah, and it, it's tough. I mean, he's not particularly shot the ball well. No. And so when that's not happening and, and guys are sagging off and – you know, it's just, um, you know, he's working hard at it. You know, it, it means a lot to him. He came off, you know, again, we got to remember, he came off surgery this sure. summer. Uh, uh, or this both spring. hips. Um, pretty significant when you're getting too, you know, hips repaired. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just, uh, I think with this team and, and kind of the way we're built, um, you know, there's certain games where somebody like Perkins or somebody else is, is you know, a better fit at that time. Mm-hmm. And using He does come in, it, he, he's not... He can make shots. It's great. It's just he hasn't been able to shoot that ball from the perimeter. And there's a, a reason he's open. Level just yet. And there's a reason he's wide open because he's scouted and teams know that and they're giving him that shot. So, but I think yep. he's handling it well. He's very mature, and I still think there's going to be games this year where he comes in and guards multiple positions and makes a big difference. But I think it just kind of lays to rest this t- fear that Fran's just going to play his kid because he's not. I mean, if, Pat, I mean, if Patrick takes a shot that Fran doesn't like, he'll take him out and. And so, you know, I, like I said, I'm not giving up on this team yet. I'm, a, I'm very disappointed how they played against Iowa State. That was, not dis, that was not encouraging, but there's a lot of games left and you just got to do it one at a time. So hopefully when we talk again, we'll be talking about a win over Utah State. Yeah, and I think this break is good for this team. I mean, it gives Fran and the staff a, a, an opportunity, even though they got finals and stuff. Mm-hmm. I know they, they give them a little space and distance. Just kind of flush some of this out yep. and uh, find some things to work on. Again, when you come back after, after finals, there's kind of that sigh of relief. You don't yep. have to worry about school for about a month. Get That's your stuff right. Yeah. You know, get back in the gym and uh, really focus on this Big Ten season coming up. Good for Keegan Murray to get 100% healthy, too. I yep. think a couple of days yep. off would be good we for him. We need him. So. All right, Adam. Great stuff as usual. Appreciate you coming on. Have a good week. Thanks so much, Adam. Yeah, take care, guys. We'll yep. talk to you soon. See ya. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's take a quick break. 10.04, Captain. We're over halfway through this thing. What do you think? <laughs> this is... This is like a marathon. <laughs> like and we're baton. just that much closer to the train wreck it's, portion it's, of our show. What is the Baton Death March? That's what Monday. <laughs> right. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making moments. One. 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist, is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE. It's so easy, just remember one number, 1-800-800-ROSE, your FTD florist. 1-800-800-ROSE. Remember. Back in 1947... When young Willa Dickens began as a watchmaker at Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, the sparse utility of the war years was ready to give way to the cheer of color in fashion, furniture, and of course, jewelry. Women from Hollywood starlet to housewife glowed with colored gemstones on ear, neck, and hand. Ruby red and emerald green, blue sapphire, purple amethyst, 
topaz, citron, aquamarine. Often these beauties were received heavily in a hurt teen and stalker box. Now, as in those distant days, colored gemstones are again bringing cheer and joy. So come see what's sparkling in those famous windows at Hurtine and Stocker Jewelers, corner of Dubuque and Washington in downtown Iowa City. Then step inside and say hi to Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate. One of them is always there. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at BigDogSatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. From Hawkeye Title and Settlement comes best holiday wishes for a beautiful beautiful holiday season and a new year full of peace and happiness. Happy holidays and happy new year from Hawkeye Title and Settlement. It's that wonderful holiday time of the year. Moments of eating too much, spending time with family, and in some cases maybe trying to avoid family. However, you choose to celebrate. The Diamond Dental team of Dr. Forbes, Kate, Michelle, and Crystal would like to wish everyone a happy, healthy, and safe holiday. Here's to hoping you enjoy every minute of this joyous time of the year. Rest assured, Diamond Dental is here, providing superior care for your entire family during the holiday season and all year long. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs, brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. Best wishes from everyone at Supel Siding and Remodeling. It is our sincere wish that you'll enjoy a very wonderful holiday season and a very happy new year. Season's greetings from Supel Siding and Remodeling. Players Sports Bar and Grill in downtown Iowa City is now open for lunch at 11 a.m seven days a week. Stop in for big specialty burgers, Tex-Mex tacos, soups, salads, and more. Players Sports Bar and Grill also features gourmet hot dogs, including the famous Iowa dog, covered in bacon, corn relish, and ranch. Located at 219 Iowa Avenue, Players Sports Bar and Grill has indoor and outdoor seating, plus carryout and delivery through Chomp. Daily deals and the full menu are available online at playersic.com or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players Sports Bar and Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting event. This is Patrick Eads, owner of Geary Brothers Ford Lincoln, serving Iowa City in the Corridor. 
proud recipient of Ford's President Award for the highest customer satisfaction in both sales and service. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for New Car Dealer 2017 through 2019. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for Used Car Dealer 2020. Locally owned and operated, we understand the importance of community-minded business. We proudly support youth sports. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln at the corner of Mormon Trek Boulevard and Highway 1 or online at DearyFord.com. Deer season is upon us and Dirk Sterner Taxidermy of Lone Tree is ready. For over 30 years, owner Dirk Sterner has been providing affordable, top-notch taxidermy services to eastern Iowa. Dirk Sterner Taxidermy invites you to visit their Facebook page and see some of Dirk's award-winning mounts. Call Dirk Sterner. Taxidermy at 319-330-1774, 319-330-1774, or visit them on Facebook at Dirk Sterner Taxidermy. Deer season is upon us, and Dirk Sterner Taxidermy is ready. Hi, this is Bill Eichsnering of the Oxyoke Inn. Although times have changed, we're still ready and waiting to serve you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for over 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving lunch, dinner, and banquets. Don't forget we've perfected curbside carryout, including our famous pies. So take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit oxyokein.com for hours, menus, reservations, weekly specials, and gift cards. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon. And we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. The Oxyoke Inn. KCJJ Weather. Brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply Kitchens and Baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. It is going to be pretty nice here for the next couple of days, but things are going to change by later this week. Today, sunny, 52, south wind becoming east at 5 to 15. We'll drop to 33 tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 57. Then on Wednesday, a little breezy, but we'll get to 70 for a high Wednesday. Things are going to change. A little rain, maybe a thunderstorm late Wednesday into Thursday. Then colder highs in the 40s by Thursday and Friday. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable. On the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Right now it's 31. You're listening to Eastern Iowa's most beloved radio station, the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Most beloved. Most beloved. Hawkfanatic.com. The most beloved source for all your hawk news. It's wow. beloved. Beloved. Yes. Well said, sir. Thank you. I feel the love. Do you feel the love? Yeah, now I can't find a couple of emails that were sent to me. You know, every mo- Monday I get the email, the analytics from Google that gives our page views yeah. for Hawk Fanatic and Your Prep Sports. Now they're gone. I had them earlier this morning. And now they're just, they just completely, and I didn't. Well, that's weird. I didn't. Did I didn't. check spam? Or? I didn't delete them or anything. I mean, I'm checking all the different mailboxes and they're just gone. I mean, I've got inbox, Google, VIP. Google's been uh, screwed up the last week and so is. But so I did see him enough to where, I mean, like I said, we had, I was happy. We had over 33,000 page views on Hawk Fanatic alone last week. Wow, I mean, well, the Wampa thing helped. The Deuce Hogan stuff helped. And, I mean, um, but yeah. Tyrone no, Tracy probably. Tyrone Tracy helped. And the column I wrote about um, fan, uh, the Carver experience, that that helped. But, you know, I appreciate the, appreciate the readers because those are the kind of numbers we need to show to our 
And like I said, we had 30, over 33,000, and fit, almost 16 of them were new users. And that's what excites me, is new users. So I have a question. If, if you were to set up bleachers behind uh, both baskets, mm -hmm. okay, would the existing seating, is it up high enough where they could see over that? Yes, I believe it is. There, there would have to be some construction. But, yeah, I believe it is high enough to where I think so. Or, but they... Um, but I can't say that for sure because I'd have to see, you know, I'd have to see the bleachers and see students standing there. But there is a, there is a wall that sort of separates that where you, it's probably six to eight feet high. I would think it would, but there's got to be the way to they can make it work because it works at all these other arenas. Yeah, is it some maybe a, a fire violation? Maybe I don't know. Well, if it is, why isn't it? Why, why isn't, isn't it somewhere at, else at the Breslin Center? Yeah, where, where they're all on bleachers. Yeah. Hello. I have another uh, suggestion for you to look for your lost emails. Uh-huh. There's a tab in your options called important. And I've had emails disappear off of my email list. I don't know why, don't know when, don't know how. But if I go to important, they're there. Okay, where, uh, mine says, my mailbox says inbox, VIP, outbox, draft, sent, junk, trash, and archive. Where would I find important? Oh, my, you have an iPhone? Um, yes, an iPhone. I think this is an, an, an 8 or an IL. I can't keep track of what it is. Yeah, it is an iPhone. I got an iPhone. I got an iPhone 12, and it's right in that menu. So you might, uh, you might check with Verizon or whoever your subscriber is. Okay, okay, I will do that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. I've got Thanks, Dave. Important. My, my, uh, this must be not an iPhone. Yeah. This must just be... A dated phone. I mean, God forbid, I've only had it for two years or three years. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, that's a lifetime. Well, I just think that's technology. ridiculous that you have to get they a new gave, phone every two, three well, years. They gave me this uh, instead of the uh, screen protector uh, that you put on you mm -hmm. know, and static on. Uh, they gave me a liquid, and it said, "Well, this will last you." Yeah, well, boy, this this should go four years. I said, "Oh, I got to have the phone four years." Yeah, I don't like yeah. updating my phone every two years. I just well, I seems mean, like a waste. They well, Steve love, does the. Oh, I love my phone. I do, new yeah, phone. but I don't. You don't do anything on your phone except for go on social media. It's not like you are a graphics guy or something. You go on your phone for social media and well, photos. There's other things you could do, but you don't though. No, I don't. But why do you need? I don't understand why you need the greatest phone to do what you do. I on. need the greatest phone. To do and see, I don't, I, and I do I, way more. Because on, he loves it, and I do yeah. way more on my phone than you do. I, I'm sure you do, but, but I don't. I mean, as long as it works, but how, obviously now here's a shortcoming. I can't find. But no, those emails just disappeared. They're gone. That's the attitude. It's but I'm also oh, so, works, so I need to go out and spend eight hundred dollars to get an iPhone 12 now. But you're not going to get one for eight hundred. Oh no, not even close. How much are they now? They're like twelve hundred to fourteen. I mean, this one was seven hundred dollars. Eight hundred dollars I mean, two years ago. Three this years. one was this one was what it was a, it was a thousand, but they gave it to me. They gave me a trade. Plus, then they make you pay it off over. They, you can't just pay it off. They want you to go on a contract. Well, I paid it off. Yeah, well, my I didn't have the option with mine. I had to go on a two year. I, I had to go on a two year payment plan. That's they, well, they, I'm always gonna be as long as. But I'm, I just phones to I'm me are necessary gonna, evils. I mean, they're like cars. I don't need. They're like cars and. The, the industry wants you to buy one every two and years. I'm not going to do it. So you're paying every month to them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Unless I was somebody, and, and me compared to most people, I don't do a ton on my phone either. I mean, mm -hmm. I do, I do, you know, I shoot video and stuff, but no, I don't. I mean, I don't need. 
but maybe I do need to get an upgrade because of, I mean I do work on my phone a lot, whereas you're just social media for the most part. Well, I'm putting it, it's work. I'm putting up articles. Uh, well, yeah, but you can do that on a freaking flip phone almost. I mean, no, that, you can't. <laughs> I mean, but what I'm saying is, what you do on a phone though, you don't. You just like to have. Yes. Uh, and I, I just don't understand that. To me, it's a waste of money. Because you don't care. I just much. don't care. I just don't uh, care. Yeah. I work um, six days a week, seven days a week. I want nice stuff. Period. Oh, I want nice stuff, too. I just don't need it to be phones and cars. I mean, my car's nice, but I don't need to get a new car every two years, either. I never... Well, I don't need with this... Oh, somebody calling. Cars are... Oh, two people calling at once. <laughs> yeah. Cars, I mean, are important. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not... A, I, 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 I like to have a reliable car. That's where I'm at. I, I don't need to but have... But you the, don't need all the bells and whistles. No, I don't need all the bells and whistles. Yeah. I need the bells. I do, too. And the whistles. The, all of them. Yeah. And then more bells. Hello. Hey, 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 guys. Hey, Southern Justin. Hey, Pat Hardy. I have a, I have a solution for you. What's that? <laughs> you got a problem? He's got a solution. You should, you should switch to Verizon Wireless. They got the, they got the best service. No, I already have Verizon that's, Wireless. That's what, I, that's what I have. I already have Verizon Wireless, and it sucks. No offense. <laughs> I'm just. What if, they were, to, what if they I'm were advertising? I know you're trying to help me. You're, already, you're helping me with something I already have, what, and it's not very good. What if they were advertising? Well, the best. Um, That's the same thing you always say to me. I guess, but they, I would never ask them to advertise because <laughs> they never would. I mean, they're not. But, True. Um, but no, I, 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 my Verizon service has not been very good. But I still have them, so I can complain. Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble there, but I already have what you're suggesting. Yeah. Well, all right, I just... I was just try, trying to help, just trying to help you out. Just I know. You could be like, you could be like, you could be like me, Pat. Yeah, you should be have like the same. <laughs> okay. okay. No, let it go for a little bit. <laughs> just All right, it. you guys. <laughs> just write it out. Just write it out. Oh, he's not doing menus. Well, I'll do menus later. Oh. Uh, he can do a, uh, I, I, I wasn't trying. I Molly bet, looks forward to the menu. The advice that he was giving me, I'm already doing. I already have Verizon. Although I don't think, I think my problems in my house are more my house than Verizon. Dead zones, I don't know. But it is frustrating when the phone that you're supposed to upgrade every two years, $1,000, still will have a dead zone in my house and it doesn't work, no matter how new the phone is. When I it's brought, probably true. It's, it is true, because this one that I bought three years ago that was brand new at the time still had dead zones at home. It didn't work. You know, so I'm just... But, yep. Well, there you go. And the people listening now are saying, why don't we get to hear what our kids are eating for lunch today? Do you want them to call back and do I'm, the menus? Don't. I do not. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay without it. <laughs> okay. Especially, I mean, that's Molly. Is, Molly? Molly I, will. Yeah, she, I was trying to give your, your daughter, you know, boost her ratings. Okay. Up. So you're right. <laughs> Do we need the menus to help our ratings? I, I hope not. Because, <laughs> yeah, he, I thought he was going to give the menus there. I mean, you cut him off. I well, I didn't know where he was going. And, you know, you, he doesn't you go many, receptive to He doesn't himself. go very many places. <laughs> you were receptive to his help. Well, I, I mean, I didn't need his help because what he was offering me to do you're already I'm Verizon, already doing, and, you think, and that didn't seem to register with him. You always say to me, yeah, but what if they were an advertiser? 
Well, when I yeah, if if all of a sudden Verizon called me and said, "Listen, we're going to give you a thousand dollars," I'd start to tone back my criticism. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. They're not going to give me a hundred bucks a month. Hello. Okay, Cedar, I apologize. <laughs> that's all right. Apologize for you don't have to apologize. No, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Today, today for the Regina Catholic School, they're having a hamburger with bun. Yum. Oh, with bun. Yeah. Not on bun, not in bun, but with bun. French fries and applesauce. I was at the Regina Catholic School and at the Iowa City Schools. Chicken strips with cheddar worst on bun. This is why Doxy's retiring. <laughs> Yum. Biscuit, sweet potato waffle fries, romaine blend salad, diced pears, syrup, grape jelly with strawberry jelly. And all the Burlington, Iowa schools, we're all having popcorn, popcorn chicken with mashed potatoes, garden salad, and a whole apple. And that's lunch menus on Hawks Fanatic on the Mighty 1630 KCJJ. Thank you, Southern Justin. There we go. Now it's complete. There we go. People can rest, go about their business saying, okay, yeah. Belinda's going to have a hamburger with bun. How many of those kids do so. you think are eating that applesauce after they eat the hamburger and the french fries? None. I used to eat a lot of apple. My mom gave us, we ate applesauce a lot. I, I loved applesauce. I didn't mind it as a kid. The thought of it now is repulsive. I mean, it was, I, I think I would vomit if I saw We it had before. a little applesauce kick a few years ago, but we don't eat much of it. I don't eat much of it because it's acidic. Yeah, it is that. It, yeah. and, it's, and it's gross. Yeah. And Gross texture. And this last summer, we had a big uh, resurgence of cottage cheese. I like cottage cheese if I can wonderful. drown it in black pepper. It's got to have tons of black. And it can't be gooey and runny. Ugh. I like my cottage cheese to be kind of dry, <laughs> if that makes sense. I guess it's got to have a ton of pepper on it, or it's, it's just spoiled it's, milk. It's. It, it, but it's, but it's uh, nothing worse than runny, gooey, wet cottage yeah. cheese. Nothing. Well, there's a lot of things worse. Oh, yeah. Name one thing worse than wet, gooey, nasty cottage well, cheese. Fish. No. No. Shellfish. No. You're oh, so I've never had any. Anything but, uh, that's ever swum in the sea. Oh no. I mean, I some no. of my best meals have been great salmon. Baked potato, nice vegetable peel off. We had great salmon last week. I mean, salmon's great. Well, to and you, I'm not a big seafood fan either. To you guys, it isn't. To me, it's nasty. Yeah, I mean, well, and I know. would take cottage cheese a thousand times over. Oh God, uh, I a thousand would. times in a row. I would like cottage cheese as a side dish with my salmon. How's that? I That's could do a that. Compromise. I could do that. And I'm not a big. I don't have a ton of seafood that I like. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like clams. I don't I, like. I like all. I don't like. I'm not a big crab cake fan. Uh, Deep but, fried clams would be about the only. But cod that I could eat. But cod and haddock and stuff like that, especially if you bat, um, put batter on it, I can eat that stuff. Long John Silver's. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good right no, now. No, doesn't chicken it? strips. No, no, I never. Too dry. I think oh Long John God. Silver's chicken strips are dry, but their fish is just terrible for you, and it's so it's so, so good going. To, it's so bad for you. Yeah. No, it's they say a hot dog takes 35 minutes off. I've heard that a long john, one of theirs takes like a week and a half. How the hell do they, you know, how do they know? That, that was a true study, though. I read it yeah. 35 minutes yeah. per hot dog. Okay, because I ate two at Northwestern and just said I took an hour and 10 minutes off my life. So, just like saying uh, COVID has shortened everybody's life, like white guys by a year, uh, and I think black, black guys by two years. 
And why would that matter? And who's how and do they how know? would they possibly determine how they something possibly like that? Know that? They go by uh, figures. So about much of that, though, many, is just... Yeah, well, you know, it's just studies and... Things that are healthy now or bad yeah. for you. Remember when eating eggs was just like, just asking for a heart attack? Yeah. Now it's great in protein, well, you know? I mean, not eggs make me just... I like, I, I mean, I got to be in the mood for eggs. I probably would have been able to eat them if I hadn't been forced to eat them my whole childhood. Yeah, see, my mom never forced me to eat stuff I didn't like. Oh. Thank well, God. and it's not only that, but it's the kind of egg that you had to eat. I would never have eaten What that. kind did she make you eat? Soft-boiled. Oh. See, that's just as nasty as fish is. You know me. what I used to, you know what my mom, I, do you ever eat poached eggs? Yeah, I don't like them. Oh, God, I love poached eggs uh-uh. on toast. Don't like I them. Just can't poached eggs on toast. It. The only egg I can eat is maybe egg salad. Um... My eggs got to be well done, though. I don't like just, a- eggs. I like mine over easy and almost to the point where the yolk's not runny. Because I don't. The thought of an egg being undercooked is like chicken. See, and I'm yes. we're eggs over hard. You break the yolk, and it's but I, I the baby's if, cooked. If that oak's not even close to being uh, undercooked, eggs are disgusting. And that's and scrambled I, eggs. I like. I don't mind scrambled if they have a ton of pepper in them. They got to have a ton of pepper. Okay. And with scrambled, I prefer maybe having some green pepper and onions in there too. I'd like to have something to give it a little more flavor. I may go home and make eggs right now. There you go. I may may make hash brown eggs and toast for lunch. How's that, that, Captain? Sounds delicious. And I may make fried fried eggs with hash browns and toast. I'll throw up right here. What are you going to have for lunch? You haven't even thought that you guys don't go out for lunch much like you used to. Well, we go. We've been averaging what about once a week. There's really not as many places to go. Well, I I haven't been eating a lot of lunch either. Why is that? I haven't been. I don't know. I'm just You're trying to watch your figure. Yeah, I'm trying to watch. Uh, <laughs> no, because you know, I lost. I have lost uh, six pounds uh, because I, for the first week, I couldn't chew anything with my teeth. But now you can. <laughs> it's getting better. Jawbreakers and peanut brittle. Test it. Test it. That's what Lance says. Test it. Taffy apples. Taffy apples. Yep. Just test the thing, and just see what it. See how. Well, dur- see how durable it he is. He brought taffy in. I'm not Otter. a taffy fan. I, I'm not either. Not because of how hard it is to eat. I've just never been a... Just too much work to eat it. You know, I, I don't like, know what it is, but I've never liked taffy very I well. know what would kill it. My, the teeth. Hmm. Bit of honey. Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, God. That, that, <laughs> could, that could kill normal teeth. Oh, those, yeah. I remember eating those a couple of times and my teeth got stuck together. <laughs> you had to wait for it to melt a little bit. Or, those things were brutal. So. They sure tasted good, though. <laughs> hey, did you see Robert Plant and um, yes. uh, Krauss are putting Krauss. on? They just had him on um, Morning Joe or whatever that show's called with his wife. They're annoying. But they had him and, man, how, Allison Krauss, how old is she? I don't think Look so. her up. I didn't realize how beautiful she you was. You suppose she's 50? I mean, she's Maybe. beautiful. Oh, my God. She I had no gorgeous. idea. She's, she's gorgeous, and she's a wonderful singer. And a, a pl- good... Uh, Violin player. Well, it was lis- interesting listening to Robert Plant talk about why so many of the people like the Kinks and the Who's, how they came to be. And he brought up a good point. He says, you know, after World War II, She's London 50. was a, he said London was a very, England was a very depressing, de- yeah, downtrodden place to sure live. There, and, you know, music was a nice outlet. It gave, and they followed what was going on with Little Richard and whatever. But he says there wasn't a lot to do for a kid like him. It's, it was interesting interview. So you said she's 50? She's 50. That's when, what I thought. When I was wow. in uh, Germany, I mean, all the radio stations, you know, it's all American music. Oh, sure. I mean, uh, and my brother listened to 
mostly listen to the hits, but then at night at 8 o'clock on this one station, they start playing like, you know, Dean Martin and all this and mixed in with country stuff. Well, Robert Plant brought up Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, and Little Richard as three of his biggest influences. And he says he knows that they had a huge influence on the Beatles, too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting talking to him. I mean, I'm just glad that Robert Plant is still putting out albums. And he looks, what's he, 73? He's right about your age, isn't he? I think he's right around your age. I think he was born in like 48, 47. And he looks great. I'm just glad that he's still playing music. And it's just, it's interesting. What an interesting combination of mm-hmm. talents, him and, and I had Elsa no idea Krause. who she was. I had never heard of her until they put out. And I've got. I absolutely Oh, she's love wonderful. Her. They, this is their fourth disc together, her third? I've got, I know, I have at least two of them. Yeah, I think it's just the two. Okay, so this will be the third yeah, then. Yeah, he's 73. Okay, so he's right around your age. He's born a few months earlier. But no, it's just, I'm just glad to see somebody like that still finding a, and his albums, they're successful. He's still, they're going to go on tour too. I'd go see them. I believe I would too. I would. I want to, Chicago in June? Yes. That's the closest? Yes. All right. Too bad Iowa City can never get a, I mean, wouldn't you love to see Robert Plant and Allison Krauss at Carver or, or although Carver, they, um, they seat us all vertical way far away <laughs> from everyone. <laughs> yeah, Hancher would be good. I mean, you, I've been but Hancher's too small. Have you been to a concert at Carver? I, I don't think, think I have. So. I don't believe I have. I don't think I have. Have you, Hunter? Yeah, a long time ago. Did it work? Okay. I, yeah, I think I have. I don't think I have been to I one. think back when they had concerts at Carver, we were on the road with the bands. I so. saw Fish, but I believe I saw Fish at the Five Season Center, not at Carver. You wouldn't like Fish. I don't like fish. No, I, I, I mean, I fish was okay, but people were telling me they were the second coming they're of the great. No, no, not, they're not. They're nothing like the great. Why? Because to they, me, it's musical off, masturbation. They go up on. The, the, they had a. Well, the drummer uh, played with pajamas on. They had a. They had a segment last night, or part of the Yellowstone show, where they uh, showed them uh, doing that to a horse. And I never. Ew. Yeah. They showed yeah. it? Gee, yeah, I can't wait it. to watch that show. <laughs> no, they didn't show it. Yes, they showed it. Yes, they showed it. God, you yeah, guys. I did re- oh my God. You guys <laughs> won't watch White Boy Rick, but you'll watch that. <laughs> Ye- realize, what is it, Yellowstone or Yellow Bone? I how big those things Yellow are. Bone? Is that what it's called? <laughs> Ew. You know what was on the other day? I almost texted yesterday. Waterworld was on. God. I didn't realize what there was a scene it? where they both dive in the water, Kevin yeah. Con- and then they kiss in the water. What's her name? Gene Triplehorn yeah, or whatever. Whatever. Was, that movie should not be allowed to be released that, anymore. No, it's Mo- a, worst movie ever made. Yes, I think it might be. I think it, worse movie than Waterworld, Suter. I don't know that I saw Waterworld. Oh, it is just. The well, I didn't movie. see it. I watched. Did you see the end of it? No. Oh, the, the Gilligan's end. Island part. <laughs> I don't think Gilligan's I've ever watched Island? Waterworld more than ten minutes oh, at a time. It's the most ridiculous. Yeah, I, it didn't. It is just the most me. ridiculous, freaking. It's it's the dumbest movie I've ever. Seen. Yeah, it really is. It's really stupid. And it, it's, he must have got a lot of money for that. And then he was wasn't he? Did he have a mullet yeah, costume? Yeah. He had a mullet. Hello. Is this Iowa? Hello, no, it's the I water. Saw, <laughs> huh? I, I saw C, CSN at Carver back in the eighties, and the acoustics were horrible. And that would be bad for Crosby, Stills, yeah, and Nash. Yeah, I would love to see Crosby, Stills, and Nash, but it ain't gonna happen. So why do you think that was? What do you think it? No. What do you think the cause was? I think I think the sound just went up to the ceiling. You okay, know? Uh, that would suck. I, I think Engler would be a great place to see him, but like Tom says, that ain't never going to happen. No, it's just too small. Uh, too small, and Engler's smaller and, than Hanser, uh, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. 
My second thing would be, if you guys haven't seen Get Back, I highly recommend it. Oh, my God, yes. It. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I've heard that and, from a lot know, of people. In years past, always got like they were fighting all the time and this and that, and actually they weren't. They had they had some tense moments, but Which is generally only those guys natural. were just having fun. Sure, it was it was time for them to not be together anymore. You know, they wanted they to, weren't the to Stones. Do their things. No, they weren't the Rolling Stones. They, they wanted were, to they, do their own thing. They just yeah. weren't going to be there. Imagine the Beatles still performing like the Stones. I mean, granted, it'd be hard to do now with half of them dead, but yeah. But they just weren't the Stones. Good Completely section. different mentality. Well, and and also, you know, the Stones live continents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. So just so. take a. That's why I like them, though. But They're both. Show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, get back. The, the documentary is is worth the world. It's it's fantastic. If you're a Beatles fan, you must see it. And I'm a, I'm a Beatles fan. I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but I'm a, I'm I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm, I'm, I mean, well, I'll watch it at some point. I just got Disney Plus with the Hulu package. Yeah, yeah. So, it took me two days to get it. Couldn't figure yeah. out how to get it. Perseverance <laughs> paid off for you. God, it's hard to believe George Harrison's been dead for how long? D- what didn't his 20 end? years? 20 years. I think it's been 20 years. Wow. And Lennon, 40, 41. Well, you know, I mean, I was thinking about this when Michael Nesmith died. You know, you've got all There's these. one monkey left. Yeah, you've got all these people. So they're and, just, and I mean, they've been. So they're just the monkey now. <laughs> just monkey. Monkey. They have, they've got all the, I mean, they were basically clean livers. They weren't, you know, I mean, all these acts, all these people that have died and then Richards and, and Jaggers, you know, uh, Charlie Watts. He didn't drink or, or you know. And had, well, not and to had, excess. Well, hadn't done it in like, you know, he was 80. He hadn't done it in like 30, 40 years. I'm, then, he hadn't drank alcohol in 30, 40 years? That's what I read. Really? And you know, and it dies. And so I think a lot of these guys, when they stop like speedballing, and then they're down to like smoking pot and drinking maybe a six pack a day, that's their sobriety. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I think exactly. for a lot of rockers, that's sobriety. Uh, well, all I do now is smoke a little weed and drink some beer. You know, I, the the syringes I haven't touched those. I think that's what a lot of them. Do you think that's true? Mm-hmm. Well, Nesmith had a bad heart, and at first they had to figure out how to get him off and on the stage. And he did live till he was, what, 78? I know that's yeah. not easier for me to say. But that's, you know, that's me in 21 years. Yeah, that's me in, in five years. <laughs> die on the throne. Is that where you want to die, right there on the throne? you imagine if we're in here, Shooter? No. That would that would be kind. Of, would, uh, we cut, would we cut? Would we cut? go. Would we cut well, to a commercial? Well, we'd say, Hunter, you go. Wait, you're cut, cut to commercial. commercial. Steve's the, down. <laughs> Hunter, Steve's down. You got to get in here. Is that how we would do it? You'd go. Yes. Hey, made it halfway through. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah. <laughs> that would I don't be, know why I'm laughing. That would be odd. That would be odd. <laughs> but anyway, has there ever been a famous radio guy die on the air? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Not the, well, yeah, not, there was somebody in Muscatine was it before that, I came was there. Was that Timmy Toon? <laughs> no, Timmy Toon's alive. He's still alive? Good. <laughs> no, but uh, there was somebody before, right before I came so there. So he was on the air doing his show and he died? Yeah, and he died. That would be creepy. Yeah. That um, would... But uh, Nesmith, the more he performed, the more mobile he got. And then, uh, I mean... A good... Yeah. yeah, I was never a monkeys fan at all. I didn't. He didn't like oh, him was. for a long time, and then all of a sudden, in '96, he started going back on tour with him after Davey died, and then 
All when did Davy Jones die? Mm-hmm. Six, seven years, yeah. would you say? Okay. Yeah. But he started going back on tour, and then uh, Cheer up, this last Jean. time. This, this, Cheer up, sleepy Jean. Great song. What a brutal song. It's a wonderful song. Because a daydream believer <laughs> and a homecoming hey, wasn't queen. Wasn't that... Um, when those Isn't that what he sang to Marsha Brady, didn't yeah. he? And that was a yeah. felony, what he was doing in that show. She was like a junior <laughs> in high school. Seriously. That was a felony played out right in front of us. He... Uh, <laughs> and you know it. That's why you're laughing. <laughs> and then you think, if you watch a lot of Andy Griffith, Barney did, you know, he did do a lot of, he, he treated women poorly. He really did. I think that's one of the, uh, one of <laughs> the things. Those two monkeys a felony. I mean, he, Marsha was, what, a junior in high school? And he went, well, didn't he go on a date with her? Not, yeah, she won something, didn't she? Or yeah, something. you go out on a date with this 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> as, as you're a junior in high school. So anyway, those two albums when they came out outsold the Beatles. Who wrote Daydream Believer? Was it Neil Diamond? I'm guessing Ann sounds like Ann Murray. I mean it was somebody like that. Tony Basil. <laughs> Tony Basil. I mean I don't think it was Carol King. Is it a cheer up sleepy gene? Yes. Is that the words? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, what um, can it mean? Daydream Believer or Diary? Daydream Believer. Oh, I, I don't have a problem with Daydream. No, you have I a problem don't. with Diary, though, right? Uh, John Stewart. Okay. Oh, John, is that the... When the hot go down in the California Wait, didn't he town? just write part Wait. of it, like either just the lyrics or... It just says John Stewart. Is that the same guy I'm referring to? Remember that song? When the lights go down in the California town. That's John Stewart. Turning something into gold. Yeah. Is that the same John Stewart? Uh, I imagine. All yes. right, right yeah. Shooter, how yes. about this one? Diary or Escape? What's Escape? Rupert, uh, Rupert. If you're a pina colada. Oh, God, I hate that song. Getting caught in the rain. Oh, no, I hate him. <laughs> hate. He hates hate. him. He hate hates him. Rupert Holmes. Yes, hate. He hates him. He doesn't dislike him. He hates him. That song made a lot too. of money, and it was an annoying song. I know. I do, too. And I bet you played that song a lot in your day, didn't no. you? had to. Oh, I'm sorry. No. I'm I'm a believer. Was Neil Diamond? Yeah, there, that was. I my... didn't. You didn't play Rupert Holmes much when it was hot. No, because I was in progressive rock. Oh, and then you were. Had he came out now though, you because that song everybody I would have that. been forced to. You play would have been it. forced to play it. Yes. You didn't like it either, did you? No, I don't like that crap. I I don't like I don't like any of that pussy. Then who liked crap. Rupert Holmes? Who was he selling his music to? Hunter, do you like Rupert Holmes? Who's he selling his music to? Payola. I think they cannot were stand paid him. to play him. Because <laughs> man, that song was on all the time. Yeah. Well, no, I I didn't work that kind of radio. I was it, when I was in top forty, we played other crap. So you were more liable to play Uma Guma than Escape, right? At one point, well, I never played Uma Guma either. Uma Guma is not radio friendly. I'm willing <laughs> no. to admit that. No, I, I'm willing. But to I admit. played Floyd. Okay, well, yeah, I guess if you were... Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably played Floyd even if you were... T- when um, Another Brick in the Wall, that yeah. was top 40. That no. song got played all yeah, the it time did. Oh, on the radio. I, money. Too much. And, and money and uh, us and them and... I thought, I thought um, um, The Wall got too much play on the radio. It kind of turned me off. That was not my favorite well, Pink when Floyd When The Wall either. came out, I was on KFMH and we played The Wall. The Wall was just a little bit too much Roger Waters for yeah. me. Just yeah. angry at everything. You know, I'm just... I know things have really changed. 
40, I mean, 40 years has made quite a You know, he's, he's so mad at Trump. Roger Waters was building the wall long before Trump, you know? Seriously. But, no, it's, I, it was just good to hear that Robert Plant is putting an album and he's coming out to tour again. It just kind of reminded me that, you know, we are moving forward. No, this virus is not going away, but we are moving forward if we could just. I, I've read where, what, 60% of the country's vaccinated? Yeah. Fully vaccinated? 60%, yeah. yeah. That well, means almost and, half isn't. And, they, you know, Nesbeth was a Christian scientist. So was he vaccinated? Yeah. Was he, he said, yeah. And uh, um, he was having some heart episodes, and he said, well, if it's my time, and, they, and uh, Dolan says, no. <laughs> no, we signed all these contracts, and he drove them to the, uh, to the hospital. Were they from England, the, the monkeys? No. Davy Jones was. Where were yeah. the other ones from? Uh, Texas, okay. uh, Nesmith, and okay. Torque, I think, was, was Arizona. He, was one of them Canada? Was that Torque? I think Torque was Canada. I always I, thought I of them as Canada. sort of a. I always thought of them as sort of a Beatles gimmick band. But uh, well, sort of. I mean, that was sort of the the plan. But it turned out that th- they were pretty good. Yeah, when they let them play, they're what own do you music. think the Beatles thought of them? Huh? They do liked Dolan's because Dolan's hung around with Lennon. Oh, okay. Okay. And Mickey Dolan's John Lennon and, and Henry Nielsen and, Nielsen. <laughs> and, uh, and Dolan's tells a story about he went out with uh, them one night and he he just couldn't he said that it was just completely out of control and he had to he goes he goes to himself I'm a grown up <laughs> he goes and he left you've heard the story though about Lennon at like 74 went to LA for what was supposed to be a couple yeah. and ended up being there for like three months yeah and just he and Henry Nilsson just closed every bar out there yeah he just did that for like three months it just made that part of his thing well but when you're John Lennon you to can where do it was oh my god John Lennon's coming in I, again I read I, stories where people dread it they said yes. he was a dick yeah a drunken he made Jim Morrison out to be Mr. Rogers well and I times. never understood the the thing with Nelson. I, there's, I never did. Yeah, I didn't get it. There was one good songwriter. One one of his songs, and they released it Without as a you? single. Well, Bad Finger did N- his version. N- no, they really. It was "You're Breaking My Heart," "You're Tearing It Apart," so "F You." And I never that, heard that. That's one. the lyric. Well, but that, they released that as a single. But didn't his, he's <laughs> the one who wrote that song that Bad Finger made famous, right? Yeah. Without you, yeah. yeah. And now they half of them committed suicide. Well, because of maybe that because. Song. Well, yeah. because of. Um... Actually, wrote that song. Oh, I thought Henry Nielsen wrote it. Nope. Without you. Yes. I. Look it up. Yeah, I thought. Well, something. Henry Nielsen had a, a big hit with it. Yeah. Yeah, but his Harry. wasn't. As, I didn't think his was as good as Badfinger. Did you say Henry? Is it? It's Harry. It Harry? I said Henry. That's Harry. my bad. It's Harry Nielsen. Yeah, right? it's Harry. Harry Nielsen. Yeah, but um. Badfinger, what a tragic story that was. Yeah. I mean, they're both, they, that was all over money, right? Yes. They didn't get the money that they felt they deserved. Oh, uh, listen, they all got, it, the music business sucks. Oh, it sounds they like, it gets, sounds like a lot of people in the 60s and 70s got screwed. Well, yeah. and well they, they're, they're still screwed? getting screwed. One day, Barry Gordy will die and everyone will, you know, oh, what a great man he was. I've heard conflicting reports. He's a son of a bitch and he screwed uh, you know, other than uh, Diana Ross, who will, you know, aspire, he screwed so well, many. Well, didn't Colonel yes, Tom did. Parker screw Elvis? Yes. 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 
Oh, Elvis's career would have, the music catalog would have been so much better. It yes. would have been better. He would have been an actor and a oh, real he, good he, actor. It would have well, been I read where amazing. Elvis was just too trusting of the people that he yeah. had around him. He yeah. was too friendly and just too trusting. Yeah, it was ridiculous because he was a very competent actor. I know. I've seen him in a western where he's yeah. where he's stuck in a cabin with some hot lady and there's people shooting at him from outside. I can't remember what it was, but he was. Flaming Star, I think. He was really good in that. He was really good. He was good in that, and he was absolutely excellent in King Creole. You know who else was good with John Wayne was Glenn Campbell and Dean Martin. (laughs) Dean Martin was great. What, what, four, something was... Rio Bravo. And they went with four sisters of... Yeah. Four brothers, four sons of Katie Elder or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Dean Martin was really good in that, too. I really liked Dean Martin. I did, too. I loved his celebrity roast. I still, I, did, I still, I did too. I love yeah. those things, and I still, I loved them when they'd have Muhammad Ali on there. Suppose just... Nelson's most uh, commercially successful album, Nelson Schmelson, <laughs> produced uh, without talking? you and Coconut. Put the lime in the coconut. Is that really it? Yes. That wasn't that like a commercial. Wasn't, well, it, eventually. Some... Wow, I had no idea Harry Nelson did yeah, that. Yeah, but that was his. Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. Did you? He died. he died at 52. He what? He died at 52 at years 52. of age? So I would have thought that Everybody's Talking was his biggest How's that go? success. Everybody's Talking Now. Oh, I like that song. I, I did too. That's a really good song. Yeah, Is that him singing the, it? Yeah. Yes. No, yeah. that's a really good song. But that's the only thing I really cared for. I did not realize that was his song. Yeah. I, I probably, he probably made some money off it. But... All right, well, we've drifted. This we, we drifted, but we haven't gone. We haven't really derailed. I mean, like I said, there's just not a lot to talk about Hawkeye sports right now because there's nothing going on. Everything is on hiatus. When, when do the women play again? I guess I'm not sure. I know. You, do you have it over there? I do not uh, have the schedule in front of me. The, uh, the men play on Saturday. We know that. Men play Saturday. I think the women play either Saturday or Sunday. I know there's wrestling on, I believe, Sunday. They're, they're all off this week because of finals. <laughs> Uh, after three hours, I said to myself, I'm a grown-up, and I left the bar. <laughs> That's what he was with who, Lennon and Harry Nelson? Lennon Nelson, yeah. Yeah, no, the story I read is that they just, that they made a pest out of themselves, and then eventually Lennon went back. He went back to London yeah. or whatever. But for a summer, he just came out there for the weekend, decided to stick around, and just... Oh, yeah, they were, no, they were kicked out of bars. And... I wonder how Yoko liked that, huh? She, was she, well, she, no, he was away from Yoko yeah. then. Oh, at that point, they that was his May Pang. Oh, uh, see, I didn't realize they had that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Iowa women play Saturday at 6.30 against University of Central Florida. Okay. And then the men play Saturday at the, pent- uh, what's it called, the Pentagon? The, the Pentagon. What's it called? It's not called the Pentagon. That's where military. Yeah. What's, what's the name of that? I thought it was Pentagon. But Maybe it is know. the Pentagon, but it's in Sioux Falls, neutral court. This will be the third time Iowa's played there. And, like, we were going over. I mean, Utah State's not going to be a pushover. This is, this, I'm glad they have this game before other – I think having three more foregone conclusions is not what they need going into Big Ten play. Mm-hmm. I think I, – you know, in hindsight, it's easy to say. I sometimes wonder if those first six games didn't help them in those last three. Well, they've got to get their defense figured out, and they're – 
you know, or else they're not going to. And defense has a lot to do with rebounding, too. Of course it does. They're both directly related to each other. So, no, no, you're right about that. So, but, like I said, there's still 21 games. There's, there's still plenty of games left, plenty of opportunities, 21 games. So, this team has yet to define itself. They need to stay healthy, first of all. They, I mean, I know we've talked about all the depth they have, but they have some decent depth, but they've got three or four players that they can least afford to lose. And, obviously, Keegan Murray's one of those. Yeah. Got to get him healthy again, and that's why I think yeah, this break Pentagon. is – is it the Pentagon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I think this break was probably great for Keegan. So, but, well, anything else? Oh, boy, not not that I can think of. Um, there's nothing really about the bowl um, other than. Uh, the cost. Well, yeah, but I've I mean. i lamenting over that for. Yeah, that'd be funny. Our if running I, back's not playing. Yeah, oh, Tyler Goodson. Yeah. Did we discuss that on Saturday? Or what did. We I don't. Did. We didn't, did we? he announce it on Friday? When did he announce I thought he announced it late Saturday. I mean, we I later talked Saturday. about no because I said, you know, where do you think it'll go in the? the That's right. Oh, okay, you're right. I um, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't. And you scoffed at. Uh, well, the I, third round, I just don't see that happen. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to well, see. Well, I don't know. I don't, all I did. Is but like, all I said it. was, you can grab anyone off. There's always somebody on the internet that's willing to say something, and you found somebody. And yeah, I'm guessing he'll be. I'm guessing he's more fifth to seventh round, and I wouldn't be stunned if he didn't get no nope. taken. Nope. It's just hard to. And I didn't think Makai Sargent would make the NFL roster, but he did. So I think Tyler's got a chance. He and does. People ripping him for not staying for the bowl game. That's his decision. I'm not going to get yeah. in on that. I don't know. Yeah, what's going I don't on. have a. You know, I don't feel comfortable. I don't know what's going on in his personal life to where he feels it's in his best interest to avoid injuries. That's his decision. Would you like him to play? Yes. Does it make you respect Tyler Lindebaum even more? Without question. The other thing is, though, you know, as okay, he's not going to be there, but that gives uh, a big a big stage to Gavin Williams and LaShawn Williams. And Ivory Kelly Martin. You see what they can do, Ivory Kelly Martin, if he's uh, healthy enough. And it's not, you know, you know I mean, somebody had, else's opportunity. There. He had a good year this year, but how many games did the Iowa running attack really dictate the outcome of a game? Hardly really, ever. Well, lack of it. Yeah, I mean, that's – and so I think they can overcome it, but I would never judge a kid for leaving early. It's no. their body. It's their circumstance, and they have a right. Yeah. There's some that are upset that he didn't stick it out through the bowl game. And the, did you see Mike Leach's hypocritical response? Yes. About yes. how he just doesn't understand how these athletes, players can leave – Brian Kelly left, and nobody says a thing. Yeah. It's like there's a double standard for coaches. Why do players have to be more loyal than coaches? I don't know. Why? I don't, well, I, I, they, they shouldn't have be. to be, and now no, they don't they have shouldn't. to be, and it's pissing off coaches. But yeah. Brian Kelly was so disloyal in the way he handled that thing. And nobody's second. No, that was just ridiculous. I, and mean, I, don't, see Mike, ridiculous. I don't see Mike Leach second guessing him. Uh-huh. I mean, I just, I don't know. I nope. found that to be so hypocritical, Mike Leach's um, response. What's the world coming to? Loyal, where's loyalty? Oh, please. Coaches come and go as well, they Well, coming please. from him, too. I mean, He's been all over God, the place. God. And I guarantee you, Lane Kiffin will leave Mississippi the moment a better job oh, comes Oh, in a second. In a second. I, he must not have been. They must have wanted Lincoln Riley more. For, well, he'd already been at USC, too. Yeah. I was a little surprised that Washington wasn't able to get some. They ended up getting, I think, the Georgia defensive coordinator, who may turn out to be a great head coach. I thought they might be able to get a more of a proven head coach. So we'll see. you got to start somewhere. And so are, are all the jobs pretty much filled now? I think you've, got, you've had your triple 
I mean, Brent Venables was hired at Oklahoma, and he finally took a job. He's been rumored for head coaching jobs for years. And Oklahoma does need to be better on defense, so maybe his mentality will help Oklahoma. Because I always think Oklahoma is going to be able to recruit good offensive players, no matter who their coach is. They need to get better on defense. So things, I think, have finally settled down. If you notice, Matt Campbell didn't go anywhere. Right where he is, yeah. P.J. Fleck didn't go anywhere. I think those guys could have had jobs if they wanted them. Mm -hmm. I really do, and they didn't go anywhere. So maybe Matt Campbell... Maybe he is going to be here for, when I say the long haul, maybe 10, 12. 10 I don't, years, maybe I don't think so. he's going to do a 20. I don't think you're going to see many more Kirk Ferentz's where the guy stays at the same. I mean, Kirk will be going into his 24th year. I mean, you're not going to see much more of that anymore. No. I just think well, that's a dying you don't really right now. No, I mean, Kirk is an exception to the rule. And that's interesting, and you can make positives out of it, but it's also frustrating to some fans, too. Just got a text here that's kind of kind of interesting he says uh, any talk on kentucky possibly canceling bowl game because of the tornado there wasn't anything in lexington was there? not that no. i'm aware of no no so no. i my guess is no. this was all lower western kentucky yeah. bowling green and mayfield is right right on the very southwest corner of yeah, kentucky Illinois, so, so yeah no i i don't think there's no. any discussion no. of that but uh-uh. but again thoughts and prayers to those oh for sure people God, i can't believe just, they mean, interviewed that couple where the guy had to hold the door or if the door broke down, they were going to get sucked through this wind tunnel. He made. He said he felt like he was holding it against ten other people, and they made it through. But man, just Jesus. some of those stories are just. So well, I don't even know how you, how you begin. Well, that town. It'll be interesting. They interviewed Scott Reynolds is a guy on CNN. He's a he's a Republican spokesperson that's on CNN. He yeah. and he's pretty good. I like him. His family's from there. His, no, he's a decent. His grandfather, he's an honest. Yes, his father, his grand, his father survived, but he was talking about. He's not sure how, how he's from the little Harbor Springs or whatever. That's twenty seven hundred. He says the town's gone. I mean, yeah. it's literally yeah. just wiped off the face of the earth. Do you start from scratch and build over? What do you do? I don't know. I, I mean, seriously, they're gonna. They say they're gonna rebuild. I don't know how. Because that was probably. I don't know what a big do. part of their town's commerce, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, without question, and that that candle shot—it's just yeah. gone. I don't know what you, I mean. Seriously, they showed uh, a radio station. I think it was in Southern Illinois or something, and it's Edwardsville. Well, and uh, yeah. yeah, actually, I should reach out to Epi. I assume everything's Epi lives in that area. Ep, the Epinesa family, the the Emma, the Amazon warehouse collapsed in Edwardsville. It's I mean, just, the roof. So yeah, it's just man, thoughts and prayers to those people. But they have a long road ahead. Did you see the story about the guy who basically got in his pickup truck with a bunch of hot dogs, hamburgers, and just drove from north, from a different part of Kentucky? He's just right in the middle of the work area now, serving people food. Yeah, just that's did it, great. Just took out of his own wallet, just went down. And he goes, "I just trying to help." And they showed a couple workers taking a break and eating a hamburger and hugging him. They just, they said in uh, May Mayville, whatever uh, that. Uh, People are coming in from all over the country with food and, and you know. I, I, That's what you need. This, you know, when you get past the vitriol. And the politics. And the politics, there's still a lot of decent well, people. There is still a lot, and we all hurt when stuff like this happens. Yeah. It doesn't treat Republicans or Democrats any different. No. And it's just good to see people rallying together. And, of course, FEMA is going to help because that's what it's there for. Yeah. You know, these people that when it doesn't matter. I do find it interesting, though, when FEMA, when the stuff doesn't directly involve them, we don't need support. We're on our own. But now, oh, please, come help us. please. Exactly. There's a little hypocrisy well, in that. Rand Paul. Yes. You know, voted, you against, voted against helping every other disaster. But now this one, he writes a letter directly to saying to, we need help. Yeah. And I believe they all should get help. Yeah, that's what the government's there should. for. 
Yeah. That is what it is there. That's, that's what the government is there for. Taxes right. for, that's yes, what it's there to for. To help during tragedies. Yeah. And But like I said, my thoughts and prayers to the people down there. And, you know, hopefully each day it gets a little better. But they still haven't found everyone, have they? They're still, no, they're they're still, still in looking, search mode. Looking, Didn't they say they're at like 68? 60, known oh, over 80 now in Kentucky, according to yeah. CNN. Oh, it's, is it? it yeah. yeah, it's it's bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you know and it could happen. And then you think. Oh, could happen here easily. Well, yeah. Sure it could. Yeah. I mean, it could easily happen here. I was thinking about that. I was looking at my neighbor, and I'm like, tornado could just cut a swath right through here. Yeah. You know? I mean, you just got to count your blessings. Well, we had that derecho. And I that mean, was bad enough. Yeah. yeah. That was bad enough. To think my tree survived and, that, I still can't believe that. Well, I can't believe the damn corn was up here when this uh, computer was stuck at 109 miles an hour, and the corn's up, and we were the only— and honest to God— with a line coming from Lone Tree, the power line, and we were the only thing on the air for like two and a half hours. Hmm. Well, I've got an it's old oak tree in my front yard that's been hit by lightning. It's hurting, and, man, it survived. Right. But I've also been told that oak trees are about as strong a tree as you can have. Yeah. They are. They're unfortunately, we had an ash tree. They're not as strong. They're not, and they've had problems, and ours went down. Was yours having the problem with the ash borer? Um, I'm not sure what it was, but it was, it was starting to go That's down. That's probably what it was. See, I'm being, probably. mine's being treated and I did my first ash borer treatment this past spring and they told me it's okay. And they're going to do another treatment in two years. And they said, if you treat them, you can survive this stuff. I've got this massive 60 foot ash borer in my backyard. I don't want to lose that thing. It's provides so much shade and I like trees. I, I, I could oh, never I live too. in a neighborhood where, uh, oh, yeah. like a new development where there's no trees. No. I could never do that. I love trees. And no, we got a lot of trees in our I got a ton of trees in my neighborhood. And they can be a pain, the gutters and no, what yeah. have you. They can be a pain, but love old. I like Boy, old. they're expensive if, if they have to come down. Oh, my tree in the front yard would be about three grand. Yeah. So I want to keep it as long as I can because it provides a lot of shade, and I think it just makes the house look better. Mm-hmm. I love trees. Yeah. But, no, you're right. They are not cheap. Well, Unless you, you know, and you can't always count on a duration to come in and do your work either. You know, imagine if uh, Nelson and Lennon went out with like Lick Lighter and know? Morrison that foursome Jim Morrison, Harry Nelson, Lick John Lennon, and Todd Lick Lighter. And Lick Lighter, you just slow it down, guys. No, they're all having their heads down, <laughs> but they're because they're just about ready to puke. The three of them from out. Lick Lighter's just disgusted with the whole evening. Yeah, Lick Lighter would leave after about three minutes. <laughs> Who do you think would annoy him the most of those three? Probably uh, Morrison. I don't. I bet eh. Jim Morrison and John Lennon probably wouldn't have gotten along. Do you think they I would have? think not. Uh-uh. I don't think that would have been a. Okay. You think Lennon would have liked Jim Morrison? <laughs> uh, no. No. I'm sure they. Do you think they ever met? I don't oh, know. Probably. probably. I gotta go. Okay. Gotta go. Uh, we're done. We're done. Hawk Thanks fanatic. again, Adam. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It's free.